Let's just make sure Beautiful. that we are here. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a uh, a little bit difficult getting the live set up. I'm so sorry. So we didn't go live via the other pre-post. So we actually went live um, on a new post. So can you please tag all of your fellow Saniacs so that way they see this one because nobody's going to get the get notified tag, which apparently nobody gets anyways. So just tag them so that way they can come here and check this out tonight. We have a very special episode of the Saniac Podcast for you guys. If you're new, welcome. We do tons of content related to MTV's The Challenge. We've also started doing some Survivor content. We're here live every single week on Thursdays to recap the episodes of Total Madness. And we've also been doing a ton of different content for you guys throughout the week. If you guys didn't see, we have a very special interview coming up on Friday with Mrs. Zahida Allen. So I'm super excited about that. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, and, uh, and we'll just have a great time with her. And then on Sunday, we also have another interview happening. So we'll drop that for you guys when it gets closer, but wink, wink. It's also a Brit. It's going to be great. We have mm-hmm. a very international weekend planned for everybody. I mean, interviewing Zahida has been, uh, it's been a dream of mine since I started, uh, since I started doing this. I'm very excited. It's, uh, I'm really gonna have to keep it together. She yeah. Is, you're gonna have to keep it together, Zach. Like an all-world beauty, she's got this wild accent. Zahida is something else, man. So, so we're gonna be we're gonna be as professional as possible. Though. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll keep Zach and check you guys. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited, and we finally get our first Jordy on the show, which is a big deal for me. Hello, been watching Jordy Short since forever, so I'm actually really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seven minutes late. What the fuck, rude asses? Yes, Robert. I love, I love your, uh, your enthusiasm. My favorite part about you, I think. Yeah, uh, I have to agree with that. All right, we gave him a shout out, anyways. Uh, Erlene, we actually are not late because of Calhoun's fault. This was Facebook's fault. So you know Damn what? They right. screw themselves. Like this is all about Mark and uh, whoever runs Zoom and their connection. You know, they need to they need to be talking more. There's obviously not an open dialogue there between the motherfucking engineers. I was here and ready to go. Yeah, should I go? Uh headband on or, or no headband on i'm kind of thinking headband wait absolutely headband on i have like a face full okay. of stars and one heart right. you let have get, to have a headband let me get into on. game mode real quick <laughs> all right guys we're getting into game mode by the way the response to our d interview has been phenomenal thank you all so much uh the response to mine and zach's origin story has also been phenomenal i love unexpected yeah yeah that was unexpected yeah lots of people didn't know that we didn't even know each other like that's like yeah that's pretty funny or I guess we know each other, but we didn't meet. Uh, all right, guys. Tonight is a top 10 season. So me and Zach each put together our own list of our top 10 favorite challenge seasons. We both did it separately. We did not uh, collude whatsoever. There has literally been no discussion on our list between each other. So it's all going to be a surprise. And we decided how we were going to rate this all on our own. This is just our favorite season. So this was hard. This is one of the hardest podcasts mm. I've ever prepped for hidden up my life and as of this week i'm officially over the 500 mark of episodes that i have either produced edit or uploaded myself so oh that's awesome yeah it's pretty pretty big number to cross it's been phenomenal but yeah this was the hardest one this you know i really 
the way I broke it down, I'll explain to you guys my system. I had a few different factors. The main thing for me though was is this my favorite? So it was more about rating them against each other to decide who's going to make the list. Do I actually like this season more than the other season? And for me, what what defines a season of the challenge that I like, for one, is watchability. How much can I rewatch this season and actually enjoy it? You know, can I put this, do I, do I instantly think that I want to go and replay this season? It's one of those seasons that I'm, you know, my go-to's one of the ones that I can actually tolerate seeing 10, 12, 15 times, however many fucking times I've seen some of them, right? The next was memorable moments for me. That's a huge thing. I need to be able to have moments in that season where I'm thinking to myself, like, I'll never forget that, right? Or moments when I just genuinely haven't ever forgotten them. That's important. The other thing was production value. This is why kind of a lot of the earlier seasons didn't make my list as much because I can't watch shitty quality TV. I find that very difficult to do. Yeah, you know, I've seen them all a few times and stuff, but I can't re-watch some seasons where it's shitty audio, shitty video. That's hard for me, okay? That's hard for me, especially as a producer. I just, oh, I get crazy. Um, and cast. Cast is a big one. Who's on there? Was it a person who's only been on the challenge one time that I loved so much? Maybe that makes the list just because of that, you know? So... It, it was cast hard. Was big for me too. The it cast has to snap. If it doesn't snap, it gets penalized. Absolutely. All right. So, what was your what was your main uh, factors that you were deciding everything by? So, some things that I was um, considering were legacy, which could be any anything of you know what kind of regard it's held in, memorable moments, um, eliminations, and daily challenges. The cast. The format, format was very big for me. Mm, uh, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of recent seasons that I penalized based on having, uh, shall Horrible we formats. say, a poor <laughs> format or no format at all, um, which is, by the way, is something that this current season is also struggling with. I, I actually saw somebody made a great point about this current season, about the fact that, you know, it 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 hurts the product and it, and it affects the viewer because they're trying to keep so, – they're the way they design seasons now, they're trying to keep like big secrets. They want these big reveals from TJ, but it actually affects the quality overall because nobody knows what they're playing for. Nobody can really properly strategize because there's going to be all these twists at any given moment. So we've had a lot of that in recent seasons. Um, The other thing that I included was uh, finals. You know, I I, I kept the final in mind. And also drama, fights in particular. Um, I'm, I'm looking for the good shit. So, all right, that's a good list. It was hard. Oh, shout out to Michelle. Michelle is in here. Michelle is one of the most logical people on Challenge fans. Ooh, that's some big yeah, praise she, from Calhoun. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a, a short list. There's not that many people on it, which is sad. <laughs> but she's one of them. She she's able to watch the show with an unbiased eye, and I appreciate it. Guys, have you have you guys been following Calhoun's posts and comments? He'll randomly drop a comment on some, or a reply on somebody's comments that are just absolutely outrageous and he'll just be like you are officially on my casuals list that shit is hilarious we need to actually keep a list of the casuals yeah the question yeah do i really have the list is the question <laughs> and someday i might Excel? i might release it yeah release it <laughs> uh all right guys so yeah that's that's pretty much i also factored in a lot of that i also think i factored in eliminations and daily challenges just how much i like them how much they were memorable to me uh eliminations that maybe set the footing or set set the format for future eliminations things like that so there's a lot to consider let's get through let's oh, get started uh, over. i i see oh. the earrings in here earring are we not good enough for a a challenge fans approval Ooh. Well, what's, go, what's going on here 
<laughs> you know, somebody has an auto approval in that group. Ooh. Yeah. What? What? Uh. What do I got to do here? Who? Who I do I have my to? Uh, whose palm do I have to grease to to get the approval here? You have to sleep with someone. That's the rule. I. I okay. Well, I, I thought that I've been <laughs> churning out, you know, a lot of content for you guys here. Where's my approval at? You're such. Been? You're one of those complainers in the group that's like, "Why am my post never approved?" Why did my post about how ugly this person didn't get? Oh, those are the best. I oh hate when people comment that. Oh my god, you're so. Stupid. I made this post calling someone a, a stupid bitch. Why I said didn't I didn't approved? like Kara in a post, and it just wasn't approved. It was weird. Like it was one line. It was a good one line. Um, uh, right, he's so- cooking. He's cooking. All right. I, I, uh, I'm trying to think what they cook what is up he in Wisconsin. What is, or, it, what is, is he, like cheese? A, cheese? A cheese dish. A cheese dish, for sure. Maybe he's just yeah. making cheese. He's just making like some Parmesan in his house. Or Ooh. mozzarella. Ooh. I can see Irving living Ooh. on some kind of dairy Irving, farm. are you? Are you <laughs> I can see that. Are you a dairy farmer, Irving? <laughs> I always wanted to go to one of those just to see what's up. Like a natural one. A healthy, happy one with happy cows. Happy cows. Yeah, I, th- I think that'd be pretty cool. Happy cows, California cows. Ooh, okay. Jack. Wait, wait. People so I do are... want to give, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to reality TV fans, the Facebook group. Okay. We took one of their posts today. It was phenomenal. Lots of reactions from that. That was the screenshot post. So go and join that group. They're fantastic. And I happen to be an admin. Uh, I like that page. Um, oh, also, before we get started, I have to give a big shout out to Greg. Greg is Greg. Greg. Everybody knows that Greg Holcomb is the man. He helped me out big time tonight. I do Did have he? a couple. Wow, I do have you a couple got outside drops. fucking help. I got. I got. I got. Not uh, for my list. Not for my list. But uh, right, once I had my right. list finalized, I wanted to make sure that for all some right. of my favorite seasons in particular, that I had the right drops I was looking for. Well, uh, we'll so I was see. like, Greg, look, man, I need clips. I, I, I need no one help. clip in particular, and he he took care of me. And um, since we are an archaic show, I will be playing those clips over my microphone <laughs> yeah, at some just, point in the show when we get to them. We're going to get some of these clips. Thanks, Greg, for helping him out. I, uh, I didn't seek any outside counsel apart from just sending my list to people and saying, is this good? Uh, people talking about Inferno in the comments, you're going to be sorely disappointed on my end, but I assume Zach will handle that. And I, uh, I don't spoil any, any of my list and I handle <laughs> all ends, people, so don't worry. <laughs> All right, you guys, we are going to be starting from the bottom up. So we're going from 10 to one. Okay. Me and Zach are going to be revealing our list. We still, again, don't know what the fuck the other person chose. So this is going to be fun. Shani tried to find out what was on my (laughs) list. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. We're going into Showtime blind. I tried to copy Zach's homework and he was just a bitch about it, all right? Zach's like the kind of person who covers his exam in the Mm. test when you're trying to peek over. Like, he's that Mm. asshole in high school. So, you know what, Zach? Screw yourself. All right, number 10. I had Battle of the Seasons 2 put here for for a number of reasons. One, I think it is so underrated as a season. And two... I think everybody needs to rewatch this season because I only fell in love with it when I rewatched it a few times. So it's a very rewatchable season for you. It's something that that merits. I didn't think it would be. The first time I watched it, Mm. I wasn't a fan when I was watching it live. Then the second time I rewatched it, I was like, shit, this is a fucking good season. And then I could rewatch it after that. So Battle of the Seasons 2012, uh, one of my biggest absolute biggest pet peeves on challenge Facebook and challenge Twitter and challenge Reddit 
is when casuals refer to the season as Battle of the Seasons, and they don't clarify <laughs> Battle of the Seasons 2, they don't clarify Battle of the Seasons 2012, and when that happens, every time I see it, I correct them, and I say, you mean, you mean bots 2012? You mean bots too? Please yeah, show respect listen, to the casuals, the, the casuals. We know yeah. there's casuals in the group, Zach. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, wait, oh wait, let me break it down. Okay, you give me yeah. yours, then we'll break it down. Because I want to. Well, I, I, I want to say one more thing about yours. One of the most notable things that happens in this season that people forget is in I believe it's the first challenge of the season where they're all wrestling in that lubed up tub. Yeah. Uh, Marie and like Cara wrestle each other during this daily, and Marie whoops her ass. People all right, but forget that's like, about this. Yeah, listen, go Marie on People that. They were happened. all lubed up. That's such a fucking hard thing to do. That's not like a... I'm just saying. Just saying. All right, so so the reason why... Wait, what's yours? Tell me yours before I go into my reasoning. All right. Ooh, Greg says that there's only one battle of the seasons that matters. Very yeah, whatever, interesting. Greg. I'm going to get into why it is, and all of you guys are going to fall in love with Battle of the Seasons. Just watch, too. Battle of the Seasons. Okay, so my number 10, and this is one that, I mean, I had like three... <laughs> The back end of my of my list got tweaked so many times. I had Same. a bunch that I was subbing in, subbing out. There's one season I left out that people will probably be outraged about. Um, but my number 10, as of now, and it could change tomorrow, is the duel. Duel one. Um, the duel one is your number fucking 10? Number 10. All right, we're going to have some beef about this one later, guys. I put the... I'm mean, I'm not gonna spoil well, the rest of my list. Yeah, but, don't give it away. No, no but don't number ten, away. like my God, that's low. Anyways, back Duel to my, one, number ten. We're gonna go to my reasoning, and then we're gonna go to Zach's reasoning first. So, Battle okay. of the Seasons two for me. One of the biggest things that I love about the season is the fact that it's one of the few seasons with a dominating rookie class. There are not many seasons that you can point to in the challenge where the rookies not only had a shot but fucking smashed it. And not just in competitions, but also politically. I mean, they got on it right away. And I thought that that was phenomenal of them. And it's something that's super underrated. We constantly talk about how we want new people on, new people on. And mind you, the people who were on Battle of the Seasons 2 aren't new to us now, but they were back then. The entire San Diego team was fucking new back then. That was the first, you know, that was Zach's first time, right? And all these rookies won. And that's pretty phenomenal. And on top of that, we saw so many different, um, uh, social elements, you know, there was the Zach and Frank relationship. There was the drama uh, within the competitions and how horrible they were to Sam. There was so much shit going on in that season. Uh, we also saw Marie competing for the first time and she fucking smashed it. She ate the peppers like a boss. She, she did the water challenge for Rob like a boss. I mean, it was absolutely iconic. It was such a good season and people underrate it so much time and time again we also got the phenomenal elimination with cj and zach in hall brawl where cj for once used a strategy that i've been saying they should use for years when going against someone of double your size in such a physical challenge like hall brawl i mean it was really a great season i think across the board and it was also a difficult season and it was difficult mixed with whimsical too something that we always like the eating contest that was a fun one that was a good fucking contest there were so many competitions in there that i absolutely loved and i thought it was great and so many eliminations that i loved and i really liked the teams that were on there i thought team brooklyn was great to watch watching their social you know their social interactions with each other i just i really liked it also we had the um the diabolical team uh, fresh meat i mean that was like that was great to watch watching them yeah. fall apart we had the iconic moment of, of big easy up there giving up on camilla we had so many iconic moments in that fucking season and people don't talk about it enough we also don't talk about how Devin did so well in that season 
I really do like Battle of the Seasons 2012. I think there will always be this what if factor with that season because you there's there's so many stories about other possible teams that were contacted yeah. to be on that season you had a sydney team that was out there and then got sent home a road you rules had, team yeah you had a road rules team that was supposed to be on there where there's so many different possibilities you could go with that uh, apparently there was a, a dc team and and i think one of the people on the dc team got pregnant or something like that so oh, and, and that so that was going to be like emily and ty plus two others so the dc team didn't pull through and apparently at one point there were supposed to be two vegas teams so they were going to have old vegas and new vegas mm. and i think old vegas was supposed to be alton trishel frank r who is a king and um arissa either arissa or Irulan. And one of Arissa or, or Irulan couldn't do it. So then they combined the Vegas teams, which, yeah, for, for a lot of people, this season will always be, it'll be known for the return of, of Alton and Trishel to the challenge. And Alton, it kind of tainted Alton's legacy in the eyes of some people. A lot of people feel like he flopped on that season. Really, he just like, clearly wasn't about that bullshit. Like, he, well, if you rewatch that season, you look, yeah, like Frank is in his face. I mean, specifically for yeah. the casuals, though, who don't, ha don't remember Alton's performance on, on yeah. the gauntlets and things like that, where he just yeah. absolutely smashed it, you know? I think there's a lot of people who don't remember that Alton. So for them, that's all they remember is bots, too. Oh, Greg is bringing heat right now. Well me. What questionable taste in Devin got herself there, in. first of all. She might not have been the most athletic, but I thought she was a phenomenal team player. Thank you very much. And I thought she did so. Her per, her presence that season was fantastic. Was bots, Was this not the one where they had the funeral? I believe it was. No, that was free agents, I think. Okay, well, that funeral um, was phenomenal. Uh, I've heard Sarah on record say that she feels Wait, what's like wrong with Big Easy. Greg, what's wrong with Big Easy? Huh? What's wrong? With uh, Big Sa Sarah feels that. like her and Chet made a mistake by carrying four people into the finals. Well, of into course the they final. did. And if if they could have done it again, yeah, they, yeah, they, they would have just cut JD and Devin, like thrown them into a limb, have them lose. I didn't want them to win like anyway. That. So for me, that was a perfect finish, uh, in my opinion. That, I mean, we've discussed the elimination on here many times that I love Sarah and Chet beating uh, Brandon and Kara and not so fast. That's that's epic. That is a beautiful. And, and that's that's huge in, in any kind of Sarah Kara debate, even though a lot of people, including Robert, will say that Kara wasn't at the peak of her powers yet. Well, I also um, think that there was some, well, Kara had skill, but they were way more in their heads and just not feeling their team at all. Whereas Chet and Sarah walked in there, were confident as fuck, wanted to go in there and were ready to set an example for the rest of their team. Like that's a really different mentality to go into an elimination. You know, Kara is mopey yeah. about the whole thing. Also a classic fight between Frank and Dustin. That is all time. Absolutely. When Dustin's yelling, you want to get street? And Nani's down there. <laughs> that is, like, I can't, I honestly can't tell if Dustin in that moment, and I just rewatched it not that long ago, if he's, if he's like kind of joking, if he's kind of being half serious, or if he's just so fucked up that that's like, that's his drunk thing. I mean, it's I, legendary. I don't I feel like a lot of people get that way. They all get a little crazy when they get. Yeah. Um, so as soon as I announced that my number 10 was the duel, people started popping off controversy already. Yeah. Uh, people think that I have ranked the, the duel way too low, way too low. Um, I'd like to pop off on this a bit. All right. Give me your reasoning. Why is it 10? Well, a couple things. Um, it, it's an all time season. The, 
the final leaves some to be desired. Uh, it was a pretty epic season. I, I wish that the final had been structured a little differently, um, especially with the men, because once the soccer thing happens in the beginning of the final, it's just like over at that point. Yeah. Um, two, <laughs> yeah. I have mentioned my disappointment before with how much I was loving Beth just putting together this Frankenstein freak alliance and it includes one episode, one episode later. Um, so that, that always hurt me a little bit. Um, but overall it, it, it is a great season. Also, you know, the controversy over, over the push me elimination, taking out some, some favorite people. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. Yeah. But format wise, yeah, you can't fuck with the duel. It, it's, it, it's a format that people would love to see come back over oh, and over yes. and over again. It was the first truly, uh, individual season and it's it is a landmark season in in that way um I mean, also the, the setting is, is is great oh my god it down down in down in brazil the calling out was fantastic the 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 format of picking the elimination i thought is amazing people want that now they want yeah. they want someone to call somebody else out to go in i mean that is the boom you know what i actually now that I'm seeing what people are saying, I, I think a, a good way to word it for me is that the season starts out so strong and kind of finishes a little bit weaker than it started. But th those first couple episodes are just fire. Like Tina punches Beth in the first episode and then you've got Beth starting her freak alliance. Then you've got Derek and, and, and up to about the point where Derek and Wes have their elimination. I, I, I think that's- You also have Johnny's me. first, first elimination, which is great. Yeah, Johnny getting season. bumped. Goes yep. out first. Tyler calls him out. One of the stupidest callouts ever, I think, in challenge history. Uh, it's definitely a great season. I'll talk more about that when it ranks on my list. Yeah, I'll see why you think it should be higher up, assuming that uh, it is on your list as we get to it. So let's move into number nine, Shawnee. What do you got? Okay, so number nine. Oh, this was so hard for me. I, I moved this one around a shit ton. Number nine for me right now is free agents. I put free agents at number nine. I think it's a great number nine. I actually really like this season. I thought through and through, it's phenomenal. When I watched it live, I loved the season. When I watch it back, I love the season. Um, it has some really good athleticism throughout the season, which I thought was great. We're in this sort of the, the modern era of the challenge at this, at this point in time. Uh, and, and I feel like it's a really good midpoint in the challenge's history of where production quality meets athletic ability and, uh, and difficulty. And I love that. I love that it's all encompassing. Wow. This is very interesting. My number nine is free agents. Hey, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Is it oh actually? yeah. So we are all lined up here. I was wondering what your face was trying to say while I was talking. I was like, that is, is he going to severely disagree or is he shocked that you have the no, same one? We are on the same wavelength. Yeah. This is a season that everyone loves. It is, I would say almost you know, the, a large majority of challenge fans that have been watching for a while uh, would say that free agents is their, you know, is like a top five, top three. Oh, I know absolutely. it's big on Reddit. People love free agents. I love it too. And I'm going to agree with Jack. It is a bit overrated. Um, yes, in, in I think regard. so too, but that's why it's nine and not five or not yeah. one, like most yeah, people would pick, I agree. you know, but it's definitely still a fantastic season. Cause there, listen, we talk about overrated, underrated all day. Cause that's Zach's obsession. There are some things that are overrated that are still good, you yes, know, that's still, absolutely. you know, that are still up there. Um, 
I would say free agents for me is just one of those seasons that really made a bang. You know, you watched it and it was so exciting. And it was kind of the first time, in my opinion, where they really uh, uh, promoted it and it followed through in that way. Like this was the golden era, in my opinion, of the challenges. Around this time was was what I consider the golden era. It's really a time period in challenge history that uh, that production stepped it up. I felt like they took a lot of time thinking about took a lot of time thinking about these seasons. They've tried to redo a lot of the gimmicks from seasons like Free Agents, like the Kill Card, or you know when they brought it back as the uh, Double Cross in yeah. Dirty Thirty. You know they've tried to pull elements from a lot of these seasons because their formats were so good and so well thought out. So I wish we could get another season similar to that that's as well thought out as Free Agents. I felt like it was a very good uh, uh, production. A piece of art in my opinion pretty much every yeah like every individual season we get nowadays is based on free agents just not as well done dirty mm. 30 um total madness right now ha- has some of that to it um free agents let me see what i want to say here it, it has a lot of I, the cast is pretty good the uh the, the, phenomenal i love that you could tell that Isaac and Kahuta, since they're such good friends, you can tell that they they both, I think they were like a package deal. They're like, okay, I'll do it. You know, have my buddy do it. So so they show up so random and, and Kahuta brings a lot to this season. He he is a, um, he's one of, yeah, uh, sort of. I mean, Nani, <laughs> Nani's fake relationship with Kahuta, as she says, Kahuta, Kahuta, um, is it's an all-time Nani moment. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I have always said that, like, it's just the most savage thing ever that he's in the other room and then she, and then she she's fucks, literally she having sex Johnny with Johnny Riley. Riley. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when Kahuta was listening to that news in that bed when they were just cuddling and, and she was telling him about it, I was just like, wow, this is this is fucking this is a moment in time right here. Like, this is an actual moment yeah. in time. No, yeah, I, love I think that that's part. yeah. That's like my number one Nani moment ever. I think is is her just ha- having the having the stroke to pull that off. Good job, Nani. Um, good job, Nani. We also got a lot of uh, um, really good, like just drama this season. And and on top of that, you had a lot of uh, underdogs that made it to the end, which I really I root for that. You know, mm-hmm. naturally, instinctually, you're just like fuck. I want the underdog to win. So you had Johnny Riley and you had Devin, who both made it to the end with a shit ton of luck involved, obviously in that. But I like seeing that, you know, sometimes luck is a really cool factor for the fucking challenge. And Johnny Riley got lucky even when he wasn't picking the cards. We also yeah. saw the first time that Bananas was officially Bananas. I mean, there was no Johnny before Bananas right here. You know, this was that's just a, That's a good point. Yeah. And that, and Johnny mean, and Jordan drives a lot of the drama on this season. Yes. Uh, this is this is the season that made the, the Cara... Um, this is pretty much where the cult started. Uh, once once Kara came out and just won elimination after elimination after elimination on this season, uh, only to fall short. That that's when people really really started to get behind her. Mm, um, that's true. Which what's unfortunate is that it is very impressive rewatching that on the season. But but how much with how um, just vehemently people have have thrown their support behind her and they always call back to this season and it's like they have a modicum of self-awareness they do (laughs) and but the the thing is like when you look back on this season um they 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 can't possibly uh like live up to to what it 
like to yeah. what it was. No, right? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So much on it. This was more her like. I mean, I feel like this was also Kara's golden age. You know, when she was fi- redeeming herself significantly. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was winning all this shit. She was doing so well. This is when people were really rooting for her. This is when I didn't like her at all. <laughs> yeah, we've always talked about that. It's 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 like. Uh, like backwards. Like I only liked Car when she was partnered with Marie. I'm not gonna lie. I think that's really the moment when I uh, started to appreciate Car, and that's about it, in my opinion, on the show. And she, mm-hmm. she's. I, I feel like I like her more now, actually, than I did back then. For sure. I think she, that she like vibe. I don't know. She to me back then she was still whining Cara from Fresh Meat, and she was just winning a bit more. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I think the one sour point of free agents that bothers people is the like how do you feel about the controversial puzzle pyramid okay i hated this yeah i hate first of all i was rooting for ct like a motherfucker so i was so angry when he lost i mean i was genuinely mad about this and i also felt like it's so sad that he lost on a puzzle because he's good at puzzles it's not like he's bad at puzzles right and it was just the stress and this sort of weird ass format i also don't like the way that they did that. I felt like it was too easy of an elimination for such a difficult season. I mean, they had all this crazy shit go down throughout the season and then they ended off with motherfucking puzzle pyramids. Like, it just, I just wasn't the vibe. Props yeah. to Johnny for winning that because he can keep his cool and pressure really, really well. And it showed there. His experience showed there for sure. But I just wasn't a fan of that. Um, we also got to see Jordan freaking out about the jam and the peanut butter, which was... A moment. Oh, wow. A moment in yeah. time in my heart, you guys. I, I love that, that because yeah. I really related to Jordan during that moment. Like, I'm not going to lie. I hate <laughs> when people do that shit. I think it's fucking gross. And I think it's stupid, too. It's like, you know, those people who use barbecue sauce or any sort of dressing or sauce. And then instead of closing the thing all the way, like they'll pour it, they'll let it spill over on the side and then they'll just put the cap on top. And then it'll just mm-hmm. continually get grosser and grosser and grosser and they keep using it. What's wrong with you people? Like, use it like a normal person. Wipe it off if there's spillage. Close it like a normal person. It's a sauce. It has to maintain its integrity. You can't just leave it like that. It's disgusting. Oh. Yeah. I, I think that um, in one of the, I think it was on Challenge Mania, one, one of the little bits of tea I've heard about this season is that maybe, maybe it, I don't think it was Isaac's Challenge Mania interview. I think it might have been uh, Kahuta's, an interview I heard him do, but apparently, Kahuta and Isaac identified early on in the season that the kill card, there was, it, it looked somewhat different than the other mm. cards that were being flipped over. They could tell like it was spray painted or something as opposed to being hand painted, something like that. There, there was some difference in the gloss that was on the card. So they were using that to their advantage in knowing what the kill card was and not to pick it. But then apparently they were talking about it when they were mic'd up and the producers heard them and then they, oh, no. they show up again and, and it was changed. Yeah, they couldn't tell the difference anymore. <laughs> Wow, that actually sucks. I figure that they had that in Dirty 30. I know Jordan always says that it's like the fly thing, but I don't mm-hmm. buy that. I'm pretty sure the handle was shaped slightly differently and there was like a, a marking on it. Yeah. Because the Dirty 30 double cross, there was differences in those things. So I don't think it would be that impossible to figure it out. Um. All right, so yeah, that's free agents. I liked it all around. I thought it was a great season and it's number nine on our lists. <laughs> Shall we go to number eight? Okay. All right, what's your number eight? You say yours first. Okay, my number eight is a classic, and it came in a little lower than I thought it would. Uh, one of the quintessential early seasons, Battle of the Sexes won, number eight. It's a great season. That's a great an all-timer. 
all timer. It's a great season. I, uh, I have a number eight, something that a lot of people like it's more modern season slightly is a phenomenal final, phenomenal final. And it's battle of the X's fucking loved this season so much. I can rewatch this season a shit ton. I think it's just fantastic across the board. And I specifically love, uh, the format of this season. I thought that that was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they were on such a run format wise because rivals and X's they're, they're one after the other. And Mm -hmm. those were, those two were such great concepts. They just, they just like injected life into, into the show. Um, for me, Battle of the Sexes is, I mean, it's so iconic. I'm, I'm honestly looking at my list now and I'm like, I should move it up. I should move it up. I should move it up. <laughs> uh, one of the things that Battle of the Sexes doesn't really have is, is any sort of legitimate, uh, close competitiveness to it. That, that's probably what some people would, you know, would point out that it was pretty much foregone conclusion that the guys were going to win. However, the final does get a little close there's an iconic moment during the final where, where the girls uh, leave their puzzle up. They, they do not knock their puzzle oh, yeah. pieces down. The guys use that to copy off of the girls' puzzle, and then they eventually catch up and win the final. And that has affected really the rest of the show moving forward. Everyone has adopted the strategy of making sure to disassemble uh, their puzzle pieces um, from then. Which but is why with- Bailey didn't cheat in the last fucking challenge, you guys. Yes. So when you're talking about battle of the sexes you are talking about i think hands down it's the greatest cast in the history of the show it's like everybody everybody is on they have puck on this season you have beth on this season you have david edwards on this season and then you have like up and comers you've got abe on this season so it's uh, you've got eric niece mark long you've got all of these people coming together uh to create uh just totally iconic melding transitional period of the challenge like it's shady shane's first season on on the show so people look back on this and they just see um they they always talk about for example the giant ice block challenge where both teams had to had to use whatever method they could to melt the blocks of ice and they're out there in their bikinis and their bathing suits and it's like for so many people it's what the challenge is about the the mix of competition and sex appeal and um god it's so classic you've got puck spitting on spitting on david on david that was crazy yeah and then david get you know david leaves and then you've got the protest because they're going to kick puck off and everyone this was this this moment is so iconic i think everybody who hasn't seen the season needs to know about this moment because this is one of the moments where you realize it's such early tv they were able to hold the show hostage in order to mm-hmm. in order to keep certain cast members on that's what they fucking accomplished could you imagine if they tried to do that now i mean just no no, no, they, <laughs> no. They, they would not have any power to do that you had personalities back on the show during that time and the show wasn't big enough to be bigger than those personalities. Those people like Puck was, he was the biggest name on reality television. The fact that he was on the show was a major, major deal. Um, He's also a loser anyways. Um, (laughs) And, and uh, Gladys was pregnant on this challenge as well, which was uh, a moment in time. (sighs) Yes. I mean, that's Oh my God. Her and Melissa. Wait, that's so funny. Think about that. It well, starts also the, pregnant yeah, on this challenge. Yeah, it starts the the legacy. <laughs> it starts the legacy. And, and then and then throw Baloo in there. She wasn't pregnant on on her challenge, uh, but she you know she brought her baby with her. 
she brought an actual child. I mean, this was the craziest thing. The hurricane, the fucking hurricane moment in that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that was amazing. All right, I like that you put sexes there. We might get there. We might get there. I think sexes is great. I do love the season. I'll not say whether it is or isn't or where it is ranked on my list, but um, I do think it's phenomenal. It's very early TV for me. I have rewatched it though. Of all the earlier seasons, it's definitely one that I can rewatch for sure because it's just so fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an iconic season. If you haven't seen it, if you're new to the challenge, if you're a casual like Zach likes to call you, then uh, go ahead and watch it. It's definitely one to see. If you haven't watched it, you're not a fan. For it's me, that simple no, no, because that's not true. Okay, that's not true. I don't like when people diss casuals too much because casuals are the reason why the show is still active right now. Because if Fair it was just hardcore point. people, then there would be no show. They'd have no ratings now. We need the cash. So most importantly about Battle of the Sexes that we have to discuss before <laughs> moving on, you've got the legendary line. Maybe one of the five most legendary quotes in challenge history this game is ugly. The inner <laughs> circle is ugly. Rachel Robinson, one of the oh. five greatest females in the history of the show, gets bounced by maybe the show's greatest villain of all time. It's not Wes. It's not Johnny. It's not Kenny. It's not Evan. It's Emily fucking Bailey from Road Rules 2, The Second Adventure. I love when people talk about Emily and you have, like, the now Emily, like, Shram. And if you talk about old Emily, they have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's, uh, I mean, I get it. It's offensive to me, but I, I get it. I I suppose I'll, I'll hold my tongue there. But this- Wait, we, have, this... We, we have to also discuss another part of Battle of the Sexes, okay. which is the fact that on national television, MTV decided to put women up against men in a fucking competition. And that is cool as fuck. Yeah. That is cool as fuck for that time period to happen. That is something that is sick. And, you know, it might have been a given that the guys were going to win, sort of, but not really. It wasn't like 100% a given, you know? I mean, I felt like it at least had the attitude of we still have a shot kind of a vibe. And I think that that was phenomenal. And it also set the precedent on the show for there to be a lot less um, uh, differentiations between the sexes, which I thought was cool. You know, it made it more Yeah, like that format cemented Ruthie. Like people still talk about Ruthie as a legend and a beast and it's because of this season because she came on this season like super in shape and she was competing directly with the guys and she was smoking a lot of the guys especially early on and that's why people always point to ruthie as as a beast this season cemented that and there was no other place on television to watch anything like this but yes emily bailey one of my all-time favorites she is so 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 far removed from the community she has nothing to do with mtv or reality television anymore i don't know where she is but she did three seasons of the challenge and each one of those seasons were fucking incredible yeah Uh, she's iconic yeah she's iconic okay greg put down a really uh good comment right now he goes i agree shawnee but casual is not a status to keep one should work their way out of casual status if they consider themselves a true fan or aspire to be one which is 100 percent true so if you are a casual don't feel bad but work your way towards real fan status that that's my mindset on that's my mindset on everything and it always has been if there's something that i'm interested in and and i i dip my foot into it like i want to learn about it It, it, every single thing yeah i i think if if you don't like if you're not interested, if you like something, but you're not interested in knowing the history of it, that, that's just a mindset that I can't really um, empathize with. I, I, I don't understand it at all, actually. 
that's how I am with most everything. I mean, I come on here every other week and I'm just like, shit, I started watching so-and-so and now I've finished all 30,000 seasons and now I'm obsessed with it. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's my vibe. So I get yep. it. Um, okay. So for Battle of the Exes, the biggest, I think, defining moment for Exes and why it's number eight for me is, oh, wait, 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 wait. what number are we on? Eight. Are we sure? We're on eight, one, two, three. Okay, I messed up my numbers. I messed up my numbers, you guys. Oh my God. X's is actually not eight. <laughs> but we're going to keep X's at eight right now in order to keep the It is now. Flowish and fluid. Guys, this is, this is continuity now. So it's now eight. And you know what? To be honest, it actually was at eight before. I had switched this so many times and I'm okay with rotating seven and eight. So it's now eight battle the X's. Um, but the biggest thing for me in battle the X's and why I put it there was the final. I mean, why it made my list in general was the final. I think visually speaking from the <laughs> Robert, shut up. I'm not a flop from the, uh, from the fucking perspective of a producer and, and just a cinematographer, it's beautiful. It's one of the most gorgeous finals we've ever seen. It's so dramatic. It's so heightened. It's just fucking phenomenal. I absolutely love it so much. And I think it was also one of the earlier, very difficult finals that we saw. Uh, one of those multi-day finals. It was just a lot going on there. I also think the format really solidified it for me to make my list simply because it was the first X's we had. Uh, and it was the first time we sort of introduced this idea. Now, obviously, there's like vendettas and every other fucking fight in the world has been brought up. But exes at the time, that was like a big deal. And these were these were fucking exes. You know, these were people who actually had issues yep. with each other. So it was cool to watch. We also got Diem and CT on this. And I think that's something to know. I know it's not an arc that I obsess over like most people, but it is one of the most defining story arcs on the challenge as a whole there is literally no other love story on the show that even touches ct and dm's story arc over however many fucking seasons and decades they were you know on and off for and so for them to it's like the culmination of their relationship on this season i think it was phenomenal yeah uh, uh people on facebook twitter and reddit won't let you forget about how beautiful ct and dm were <laughs> listen i i I I understand there was lots of toxicity involved in that. I really do get that. But at the same time, like that was one of the biggest stories we had. That you know that was that was a big moment. We also got a same sex pairing, a female same sex pairing, which I thought was really really cool with Anissa and Rachel. That's not something that you know we get to see very often. They were competing against a lot of um, you know guy girls, and and that was a big deal. That's a big deal in my eyes. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently there was, I believe Ryan and Davis were supposed to be on the cast as well. So that they could have a same-sex guy and a same-sex girl pairing. Um, that did not oh, end up happening. That would have been great. Yeah. That would have um, been great. I really like exes and, and a lot of the reasoning behind that is, is exactly what you said. When Rivals and exes first happened, they were fresh. They were a fresh concept. They fresh uh, were very legitimate Um legitimate pairings on both seasons and in exes uh, a lot of these were yeah like iconic couples or ex couples on the show and 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 just very notable uh notable hookups the uh, th for me this is back when i liked cara i loved seeing <laughs> cara and abe on this season together yeah, I, same. yeah like i was that was who i was rooting for i wanted them to win so bad and they just they they weren't capable of it Kara was not up to 
you know, the, the class of, of some of the people that she had to go against. Obviously, there's the somewhat unfortunate gif of, of Emily <laughs> facing Kara in, in X battle. Um, Mark and Robin, the big Mark and Robin comeback. Um, yeah, this was awesome. I loved yeah. watching them come back for this. And we also got the controversy of, did they make the deal at the end? Did they negotiate with Johnny to let him go to the final and, and give him some money? That seems to be pretty, uh, um, I, I think Mark's even, you know, on record of that several times that that did happen. Mm. And that's not even the first time Mark's ever made a deal and lost well, they, on purpose. I don't know why it's a big deal now because yeah. they openly made deals on Battle of the Seasons one. It's a big deal because of, of the Johnny backlash. People look at that. They see that Johnny won that season. They see that Johnny beat CT and that, uh, you know, Mark kind of let it happen. I think that they, they, they use that mm. as a means to try and discredit Johnny, which I it's mean, a bit you, stupid. Do, yeah, do, do whatever you want with that. I, I'm, I'm good either way. We also have the blackface incident on Battle Axes to uh, Battle Axes, which is by no means a reason to put it onto your list. But it was how I learned about what blackface was, whether or not people want to believe that or not. I had no idea what it was before I watched this show, and I had no idea what it meant. I, I didn't even know that it was a thing. I don't know people try to dress black or to put black face paint on. I, I literally had no idea that this was even a concept or a thing that was happening around the world. So for me, that was a huge educational moment. And when there's a huge educational moment for me like that on a show, then I actually really fucking appreciate that. You know, it might sound stupid. It might sound crazy, but if I can learn something that huge on a show, then that's a big deal. And that's a show that's teaching me something. And that, that to me is, is just as important as uh, the entertainment factor. So I also think that was definitely something that, um, that uh stood out for me there and, and just in general the cast of this season is really good it is a great blend of this time period in the challenge as long you know as well as uh some ogs in here we had abe and mark on there i just thought it was a good season all around um by no means would i say it's as entertaining to me as some seasons but i definitely think that it makes my list and number eight is where it shall sit all right should we go to number seven <laughs> Yes. Also, one thing I, I, about exes is, 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 like you said, you've got Mark, you've got Abe, and you've also got Rachel. So that's three solid road rules yep. representations right there. That's key for me, especially in later seasons. Like, man, yeah. we say it, there should be at least one person from road rules on, on every season. I, I don't understand the lack of, of respect there. It's unfortunate. But on this particular season, the show was well represented, and I appreciated that. I fucking love Rachel. So whenever she's on a season, I'm excited to watch her. Um, okay, so we go to number seven. I'm going to do mine first. My number seven is Cutthroat. Originally okay. my number eight, but it was also originally my other number. So anyways, my number seven is Cutthroat. Zach, what is your number seven? My number seven is The Inferno 2. Ooh. I just I wanted was... to stop everyone's heart there. Inferno 2. I was really expecting you to put that higher. I'm not going to lie. I just, uh, I too just much competition at the top. So I just think it is there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So cutthroat for me, obviously bananas backpack. That's like one of the most memorable eliminations in all of challenge fucking history. And it was also one of the challenges where I had a team that I was rooting for so intensely with the blue team. I loved the blue team so much. I also loved Kara and Abe on this season. I thought they were crazy. This was one of the, when Kara was with Abe, I actually liked it. I loved the fact that they were making weird ass animal noises in the bathroom. <laughs> I loved that shit. I love that they were just crazy and all over each other, you know, bringing kink to the mainstream. I just thought it was phenomenal. Uh, and their whole little relationship there. 
Cutthroat also had some really good eliminations. I mean, really good eliminations, in my opinion. I like the format of it. Uh, I like the set. Um, and, and I think the final was fantastic. Obviously, blue team was sort of shit out of luck, but it was a great all-time final. final. I great final. Love, love, that love tent that setup part of the yeah. final. I mean, there was so many parts of that final that I honestly was enamored with. Like, I just thought it was. Woof. I mean, the final, the portion of the final where they have to go down that slide, like into the into the 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 chicken meal and all, and oh, they're yeah. having oh, to my crawl God. through that stuff in like 100 degree heat. You got like you guys need to. Like the visual like of it looks on so, you. <laughs> yeah, like it looks so goofy, but that's what the challenge is all about. Because when you think about how fucking grueling it is to do that, it's the perfect blend. I love that. It absolutely is. I think all around, and it was. I really like the format of the. I think that Cutthroat is one of those formats that so many fans have wanted to come back. It is such a great format. Three teams, the way it's lined up. I just thought it was awesome. Also, obviously, we get the Tory domination. You know that political game. We also get to see. Camilla and Brandon go and, and take the fucking fall every five seconds in the, in we, the we might talk about that a little more if Cutthroat ends up being on my list coming up Ooh, here and there was okay. also a certain elimination that happened that everybody always talks about and won't let us forget so we'll we'll, we'll keep things moving and we might come back to that bananas uh, okay. for me go. Inferno 2 this is a season that I really need to re-watch because I'm, I'm itching for it I haven't re-watched it in, in a little while but it is for, for some people, they'll say that it, it really is the perfect blend of modern day challenge and old school challenge. You have so it all coming together. It's, it's, you know, there's, uh, you get the first really epic balls in elimination between Abe and Brad, which is one of the best eliminations of all time. You get the awesome Inferno 2 elimination arena, which is... It, Right, you yeah, can see true. that like that is the model that you know that looks more modern than, than the elimination arenas that came before and that's something that they consistently built off of further and you have one of the all-time greatest teams ever like the the winning side for the good guys Darrell, Miz, Landon, and Jamie Chung Jamie. Is, I mean, you take that team. Queen Jamie. Yeah, you put them up against anybody. Nobody's beating them. Darrell, Miz, and Landon. And then throw in Jamie, who goes one for one. Oh, it's so classic. And it's not like they beat Scrubs. They beat an all-time team on the other side. They beat Abe, Derek, yeah, they beat Kenny, the badasses, man. Veronica, Tanya, and, and Tina. That that was, you know, that was Tina again come coming up short in, in her quest for a challenge title that, that she never won. <laughs> what a fucking matchup. And oh my God, even, even more relevant now, you've got Dan Renzi. Have you, you, have you heard the stories about Dan from no. World Miami? What's he, the stories? I believe he was living in, in like, uh, like Oklahoma. He was living in middle America and, and he just recently flew out to New York. He's a nurse. So he flew out no into the way. heart oh, of, wait, of COVID so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so that he could start assisting people here as as a medical professional what a fucking hero honestly that's amazing this is a yeah this is a guy who came up on real world miami one of the all-time great real world seasons um this is once again like any any openly gay man or woman on television in the er, in the early 90s mid 90s late 90s early 2000s all the way up to that point they were trailblazers this this was something that was was not seen on a large scale basis so someone like dan has this incredible story on real world miami where 
he's known for getting in a crazy fight with Melissa on his season because she opened his mail and he's yelling. He like, he's just going off on her, calling her a stupid bitch and all this stuff for opening his mail. And it turns out that the reason he was so sensitive about it is because he unwillingly was outed to his mom because someone wrote him a letter at home no way. yes mentioning his sexuality and, and his mom opened the letter and found out that, that he was gay whoa yeah that's what my i heard parents can't read kids mails either no one should yeah. be reading anybody's mail unless yeah, it's my so, bills and you want to pay them and yeah so dan was on a couple seasons he 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 won the extreme challenge with the road rules te- or with the real world team uh he had uh you know he he had a great appearance on on battle of the seasons um and sexes season sexes maybe both greg correct me on that um and and then here no he's on sexes he's for sure on sexes because he gets voted out and then he gets brought back to the game um and this was his last challenge season this one battle inferno 2 you mean yeah also on inferno 2 I want to talk uh, about Jody and Miz. Like, I love Jody yeah. on this season. I thought she was awesome. We saw, like, her, just her younger side. I love Jody in general. I think she was just phenomenal. And watching her on any season was yep. great. So anytime this, we get to see was, her, come on. This was the season where Veronica beat Jody in an elimination. That's, that's like, one of Veronica's the, uh, you know, crowning achievements. That's the feather in her cap. That's yeah, one of mom- my, that's actually one of my favorite eliminations that's ever. Awesome. The mummifying elimination. And this is, I mean, when they're, because I love that Veronica got this because she's a dancer. So yep. she had a great strategy and she was just mummifying herself so well. And you see Jody on the other end freaking out because she wasn't keeping her composure. She was so nervous. And, uh, and you know, that was, I mean, that was a iconic elimination. And nobody was, thought Veronica was going to win. No, they didn't. And that was also the beginning of a great growth angle for a growth arc for Jody that ran through all of her subsequent seasons. Mm. You know, she was so nervous and she was, you know, just out to party on this season and she was a threat, but she didn't live up to it. And she got beat by the the woman who at that time was, you know, the greatest, the, the best woman to have, to have played uh, the best female challenger. And then Jody comes back, she wins, she comes back, she dominates. So that, that was a great growth arc for Jody. Um, Karamo is on this season. He's one of the most famous real world road rules alum in the world right now yep he's on queer eye if you guys don't know he's awesome i fucking love karamo it's pretty crazy when you look at some of these uh individuals who are so huge now like the miz and karamo because they started on these yeah, fucking miz, tiny karamo, ass shows Chung, all you know? on the oh yeah season. jamie Ch- my god that's crazy literally yeah, the that- three most famous challengers ever and the thing is back then going on these shows didn't guarantee you or give you really a a, a foot in the door in hollywood at all like they were not you know reality tv wasn't respected even for the slightest and it was by no means an easy jump now obviously you know they get a bajillion followers and it's it's a lot easier to go into a media career from one of these shows but to do that back then and to succeed how they all succeeded it's fucking phenomenal i mean they've done a great yeah. job with that was this the harness season with julie and veronica i can't remember no Okay, no. when what what season was that in? Uh, we'll, we might talk about that at some point. <laughs> I might talk about it. Okay. Yeah, All right, let's go to number um. Let's go to number six. Yes. What's your number six? You go first. My number six season is one that you just mentioned. It is Cutthroat. I've got Cutthroat number six. All, All right. time. Wow, very, very close to me. Very close. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. My number six is Gauntlet Two. Mm. and this is honestly one of my favorite fucking seasons but there's just so like it just didn't make higher like i don't know what to tell you guys there's so many great seasons uh but yeah mine was gauntlet too all right so what's your reasoning for cutthroat being there 
Well, Cutthroat, I do love, I love seasons that feature what I would deem to be elite uh, politics and, and strategy. And there's a couple seasons that really stand out. <laughs> By elite, regard. he means Tori's uh, politics and strategy. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the Fiorenzas running this game, people are still shook. Uh, what are we at? 11 years later, 10 years later, people are still shook that, that Brad and Tori uh, ran this game so well. <laughs> It pisses people uh, off. People hate Tori. She did so good on this season. People do hate Tori. I, my favorite part about Cutthroat, though, that I didn't even mention was that Dunbar didn't get paid because of his porn. Oh, I mean, yeah. That is like a moment. That, That's for, classic. Just for that reason, it should make a list of some sorts. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm down <laughs> with that. Uh, bottom line, Brad had never won a challenge up to this point. He was... He was the the one guy who who you said I, I can't believe he is he's never won a challenge. He had come up short so many times. He had finished second on the duel. He had finished second on the duel two, and the duel two especially was brutal because he was in first and Evan just runs you know he runs past him. Um, so that's what kept Brad coming back and it kept mm. him coming back and it kept him coming back. And Tori was finally like, listen, Brad, I've already won a challenge. Um, I want to get you one. You're my husband. We're married. We're going to be starting a family. So we can't be doing this shit anymore. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to go on this season with you and we're going to run the shit. I'm going to get you that win. And then we can go off. We can retire into the sunset. And that's exactly what happened. Um, it's, it's a season that I brought up a lot during war of the world's two last year, especially after the final, because I wanted to compare you know, a, a couple running the game and playing politics and playing it right mm, versus a couple running yeah. the game and playing it wrong. Uh, in this case, Tori and Brad stacked their, they surrounded themselves with a group of strong players who they knew they could win with. And Paulie and Kara did not do that. They, I mean, it's not like they, but it's not like, like they also chose the absolute strongest. I think Brandon was better than Dunbar. Uh, but not really at that point. I mean, I mean you saw but, Brandon win a couple eliminations, but Dunbar was he was bigger and he was stronger. That's that's what they were looking at. You know, Brand, Brandon's a short guy. I don't yeah, want to like, go full why is, why is, Brandon, but yeah, but so is Henry Cejudo, and he's a fucking maniac. Like short is not that relevant. I think what it came down to is look, it's it's Tori and Brad and Tyler and, and Paula. Those were the top four, and Dunbar was was just that added bit of depth. So Dunbar <laughs> and Brandon is a wash really. Like you but can, they had you Tyler do they had Tyler doing all the dirty work. Tyler knocks out Johnny and Derek from the game. He literally decimates the blue team. Yeah, but okay, we can talk about that though, because I don't think Johnny knocked out I don't think Tyler knocked out Johnny in the slightest. I mean, he was just a heavier person for CT to carry. CT had already done a lot of work against fucking Tyler. It was the stupidest elimination setup for them to go against each other that way. They should have both had to beat CT to stay in. I mean, I thought it was ridiculous. I didn't like it at the all. The way I look at it, if they don't bring in CT and Tina and you just do Tyler versus Johnny straight up, the same thing probably happens. There's there's no way Johnny's beating Tyler in that. that I don't think so. I don't know about that. I actually really don't know about that. You I think, think Johnny. I think bananas would be able to beat Tyler. Absolutely. In that. I think Tyler had weight on him, but I think bananas had strength on him. I think that's certifiably crazy, Shawnee. I think it's crazy to think that Johnny didn't have a chance in that elimination. At that time, Johnny was still good. We have to remember that. Also, the other thing about Cutthroat that we do have to discuss for Abe stands like myself, this is Abe's best season. 
he is the number one player yeah. on this season. He's like king of he, the house. <laughs> yeah, he dominates. And according to him, he wanted to see if he could run the final without hydrating at all. So he drank like no water the night before the final. He didn't eat anything. And he goes into the final in sweltering heat in horrible conditions with low blood sugar, with no water in his system. <laughs> and you saw what happened. So hilarious. <laughs> okay, everybody's saying Tyler would have won also. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, Tyler beat Bananas in the duel when Bananas on the duel was like, I can't believe I lost um, my first season, but I'll be back. Okay, <laughs> that's what he fucking sounded like on the duel. This was a different Bananas. And second of all, yeah, Tyler had weight, but Bananas has a lot more skill when it comes to that kind of shit. I'm sorry, but that's, that's, that's the truth. I just think that's the kind of elimination where if you have a bigger guy and a smaller guy, people say that nobody could have done what CT did in, in, in that competition. But honestly, like like, Zach could have like a big easy could have, like if you would have put big easy and Johnny, I made this point to someone on Facebook the other day, if big easy and Johnny faced faced each other and back up off me, Johnny would have gotten backpacked. Big easy had him by even more of a weight differential than Mm. CT did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, obviously, I, I agree with that in some respect, but I just don't think that the weight difference between Tyler and Bananas would have was that insane. I actually really genuinely think that Bananas could have won that. And I remember being so angry that they brought CT in there. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I was angry they brought Tina in there. I was like, this is just the stupidest thing ever. Because at that time, you have to remember the motivation for Bananas to win was also a lot stronger than the motivation for Tyler to win. And that's a huge factor in an elimination like this, where it might be a standoff for a long time. Bananas, had, um... Bananas had a team that was not just not just not just wanting him to come back but absolutely desperately needed him to come back you know what i'm saying that's a huge huge uh inspiration inside for for someone going into an elimination like this and i also think he was much more mentally prepared to go against tyler he was ready for that a lot more i you know listen tyler may have won we don't know what the outcome would have been but i don't think it would have been a blowout and i don't think it's an easy answer to say tyler would have won at all i really actually genuinely think bananas could have taken that um all right last we talked thing, about cutthroat enough what, last what thing about that one of course is uh is queen tory hall going down into the gulag people said that she couldn't do it herself people said she hit behind brad she said you know what brad you're staying the fuck out of elimination i'm gonna go down there though i'm gonna fight for my spot baby she goes down there, she beats Tina, and in turn, she beats Teresa in an elimination. Get off the queen, you know, get, wait, dust, wait, wait, dust wait, that wait. shoulder off. Wait, was it Tori who went against Tina? Yeah, Tori, it was Tori versus Teresa, so they both had to go against Tina. And Teresa went first, right? Yes. Yeah, so Teresa tires out Tina for like a fucking 10, 20, 30 no, minute round. Nope. And then Tori goes in there and gets the easy ass win. Sorry, didn't, but. Didn't happen like that at all, actually. The elimination setup of that specific elimination was horrific. And if it was Shane who lost, you would absolutely agree with that as well. That setup was Leave horrible. my shady that birthday king out setup, of this. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Shane. That setup was so horrible it literally made no sense to me you put somebody in there they're gonna exhaust the fucking mercenary we're gonna call tina a fucking mercenary okay like at that time let's relax (laughs) with that she exhausts Teresa exhausts her to the death and then tori goes in there it makes absolutely no sense and you know what if we're factoring in weight as as one of the deciding factors for who would have won then why wouldn't Teresa beat tori hall in a fucking second then you know what i'm saying if it was them two against each other uh tori would have worked Teresa too Oh, so what, Tori? So Tori can be Teresa, but Bananas can't beat 
Yeah, it was Tyler's- closer closer weight differential. <laughs> There's, that's not a closer weight differential. Teresa was almost virtually identically heavier to Tori than Tyler was to Bananas. And on top of that, not only was she a bit, not only did she have weight on Tori, but Tori was so small. You have to remember, Tori was like, what, 105, 115 at most? Greg, I refuse to- girl. I refuse to acknowledge what you just said, Greg, and also Tori Hall, two-time pound, champ. 15 pounds to 20 pound weight difference at that at that small of, of size, whether it's 100 to the 130 range, right, is going to be a lot bigger of a, of a factor than it is when it's at the 180, 160 range, like Bananas and Tyler probably was. So I'm just saying, if we're using the same logic that Zach was just using for his other claim, then Tori would have lost in a second. And that's Tori Hall, soon like to be three-time champ, as soon as BNP brings her back on like they should have this season. Hey, <laughs> Jamie, right. thanks for stopping in. <laughs> okay, guys, let's move. Wait, do we do my number six? I No, I don't think you said your number six. Okay, my we're on number six, right? Yes, Cutthroat is my number six. Okay, so my number six was Gauntlet 2. Now, I put Gauntlet 2 on here. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, you did say that. Gauntlet 2 was going to make my list regardless because Gauntlet 2 is one of the first seasons I vividly remember watching live. I mean, vividly. I can recall that season to the T. Every single thing that happened in that season, I remember watching live for the first time. And this was when me and my sister, we were living in West Hollywood with my family at that time me and, and all my siblings, they, they were also there. Um, and, and we had this desktop computer type thing that we could sneak a cable into and somehow it played TV. I have no idea how we used to get like internet and TV shit back then, but we plugged that thing in and we could get fucking TV on it. And now for us to have TV in our room as a kid, Ooh, that was like a blessing. Okay. We had computers and shit, but my parents were not about having TVs in the room. And I was a big TV person since the dawn of time. So for me to have that in the room, that was big. And we would watch this show. And one of the first countries I learned about truly that I didn't just go to, but that I, that I was learning about, you know, from some other method other than school and travel was Trinidad and Tobago. And that was, you know, that stuck with me forever. Fast forward to two years when I get to boarding school and I find out our llama's name is Trinidad and I'm throwing out the joke, where's Tobago? Nobody thought it was funny, okay? <laughs> but I love this season so much. It's fucking iconic across the board. Uh, the team captains going to eliminations is one of the biggest twists, I think, in terms of eliminations that we've seen. It really reminds me of the duel where uh, they call people out. Like the captains were essentially responsible for who they were going to face. They, they had to go in every time. It was such a big responsibility. It, it was so big. It made Joe quit. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like this was, this was a huge season uh, and I fucking loved it. And it's also a really entertaining season. It's like, oh, yeah. uh, there is so much house shenanigans that go down in this season that are awesome to watch. Like I just thought across the board, let's go gauntlet to it. That is uh, the, the way that you feel about that season like I feel that in here, that nostalgia that you have tied to that season. Yeah. I love that. This season is, first of all, I would love to get, um, I want to get in touch with someone from the production side who casted this season because I have to find out how Joe got on this season. Okay. For you guys that don't know Joe's origin story, Joe was originally on Joe Rhodes. This is a female that we're talking about. She was originally on real world San Francisco. So that is season three. That is, that is the, the iconic real world season with Puck and Pedro. She was on that season. She is the replacement house guest who moves in after Puck gets voted out of the house. 
So Oh, is she, that her story? I actually didn't yeah, know. So she comes in halfway through that season and then we never hear from her again until 11 years later, they cast her on the, on the <laughs> gauntlet too. And she comes in like and she minutes. has the most unbelievable, incredible, surreal meltdown in the history of the show where she calls the cops to the house. She says that she's being held hostage. <laughs> yeah. She says, there's people shagging on the bathroom floor. She it, she goes off like she sees chocolate sauce all over her room and everyone's partying around her and trying to tell her to chill and she freaks the fuck out and she leaves and she's never heard from again. How did Joe get on this season? Who cast her? Was there some kind of agreement in place that she was going to come on and flip shit? Was she a mole or something? I don't There's know. There's so many great moments in this season. Honestly, she was uh, that, that. It's funny because it happened in the first. I love when a meltdown and a send home happens right away. You know, like with CT and Adam fight. I love when yes. that shit happens. Like it just kicks off the season with a motherfucking bang. And this was a bang. I want to quickly shout out one of our merch designs, which is I've been seriously manhandled on the island of Tobago. One of the greatest lines in oh, all of yeah. <laughs> Okay, you can pick that up at saniacstore.com. Honestly, like that line is so fucking funny. It's just so funny. And the chocolate syrup that Kina was pouring, like leading up to that whole uh, sequence when she, when before Joe freaks out, like I just love that. That whole moment. Oh, on chocolate syrup. Like that, that entire scene is so iconic and it's so fucking hilarious. Everything going on there. And they were so, I feel like, the cast that season was younger, you know, as a younger Derek, oh, younger, you know, like it was a young, a young fiery, you know, just post-college in college type of class. And like, they were all just crazy. This is yeah, you've got, you've got road rules, extreme real world, Philadelphia, uh, real world, San Diego. You've got these younger casts that are, they're pretty much running the show. Like Kina and Randy were together. They were a couple and they ran the majority Alliance mm. on the, on the the rookie side this this is the season in, that introduces the vet versus rookie distinction which i love uh the teams were so great you get the unbelievable this is anisa's highlight this is the best anisa oh. moment ever it's been all downhill from here anisa yelling at cara zavaleta and she, there's so many everybody remembers that she says i will cut you with words but there's also another line that she has in that rant where she says something like if I see you down in the pit, you wouldn't fucking leave it. How about it, bitch? <laughs> this was great. Oh my God. This was honestly so good. And the style, I don't know if you guys know this, the visual of this exact scene, but the style and everything that they were wearing, Anissa's outfit, Anissa's makeup, Kara's outfit, her makeup, <laughs> Susie's outfit, her, I mean, honestly, just, it was, it was out of like a fucking history book. I am obsessed with that whole moment. The clothes on this season, we need to talk about the clothes on all of the seasons, but the clothes on this season was, oof, I can't, I can't. I, just, I think I my boy so Burnsy's on this season too. I think this is David Burns' last season of the challenge. When does he leave? <laughs> he he makes it to the final on, on this show. The, 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 the That's the that's the thing, that, the biggest criticism of, about this season is that the final... So I, what I believe happened is that there was some kind of storm event and it, it completely wiped out the final that they were planning. So oh, they no just had way. to come up with, yeah, they had to come up with a different final on the fly. So everybody points out that it's, it's, they have like three competitions and it's roadie eating and then there's a sprint and there's something else and, and it's a bad final, but it's bad because the weather wiped out what they were planning. So th this was, um. Yeah, yeah. My, my boy David, I think this was the season that, that David Burns was wearing the cowboy hat, which was a great addition 
to his character. Wait, that's actually insane. I didn't know that. I can't even imagine. Uh, I honestly can't even imagine being in production and everything is wiped out and you just have to think of shit. I mean, it makes sense when you think about the final that they. Have. I don't even remember where I saw that. I'm pretty sure that that's true though. That's that's one of those things where I'm 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 pulling it out of my mind and I, I know it's legit. I know I saw that somewhere. The uh, the other thing for me on Gauntlet too that was really crucial was just the performances. I loved the eliminations. I loved um I loved Alton on this entire season. I thought he was a fucking king absolute boss uh, yeah this is this is peak alton this is when Ooh. this is like when around the time that bill simmons was was blogging online and he's saying like you know <laughs> the five greatest athletes in the world are michael jordan uh mary ramirez alton from the challenge like he, shut he was up legit, you put that out there yeah he was like legitimately calling alton one of the one of the best athletes in the world and it was around the time of this season when alton's you know climbing up That's the ropes hilarious. at record speed whooping that ass. rope climb that rope climb is absolutely iconic. Yeah. Oh my God, I'll never forget it. He fucking scales that shit in about zero seconds. And there was so much slack on that rope. That was not a tight rope that you were climbing. I mean, no. that was like this giant fishnet of heavy ass rope that you had to navigate through. The only if, other rope yeah. climb that matches it in challenge history is Leroy up in the helicopter. Yes, I agree with that. If you're going to rank the two single most impressive physical feats ever on the challenge, number one is Alton climbing the ropes on Gauntlet 2. Number two is uh, um, my, my girl Ayana on Extreme <clears throat> Challenge running across the fish crates. Across, it looks like she's walking on water. Uh, oh, yeah, there, I remember that because she did it so fast. There's, yeah, there's a deep cut for everyone. She goes... I must I must channel the uh, I must channel my, my Bruce Lee ninja steps and be light on my feet or something like that. And I, I posted this on Challenge Fans back in the day, and then you just see a you cut to a clip. There's crates on water. They're they're floating in the water, and you just see Ayana. It looks like she's running on water at full speed. It's incredible. So that's yeah. Ayana's an icon. Ayana is we, a legend. We love Ayana. We stand her so hard in this house. We stand Ayana. Every time time. Ayana was on the show, she brought the drama. Um, anyway, so yeah, this I, I absolutely loved Gauntlet 2. Uh, Susie on this season was horrible as a human. I loved watching love that. Her. Absolutely love loved so watching much. it. I think uh, when she can, you know, apparently she looks back at these seasons and says like she's just a mean human, which she was. So it's really uh, endearing to see. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much Gauntlet 2 for me. Uh, we can go to number five. I'm right. ready for it. What's your number five? Uh, hold on. Let me, let me pull my, my list back up here. Let, let me see if Guys, this is one Zach, of the, I'm ready okay. for it. Also Zach, hold on. <laughs> All right. Shawnee, Shawnee, you go first. I'm going to, this is going to be the first uh, season that I'm going to play an audio clip from. Ooh. So you, you okay, fine. You okay, fine. First. All right. For me, number five is rivals. Rivals one. I Great loved season. Loved, loved, loved Rivals 1. Again, golden era of the fucking challenge. Golden era of just Rivals as a concept. It was the first time we saw that come into play. The first time. Okay, think about how many times we've seen that come into play now since then. I mean, just a season after season after season overplaying the rival concept this was number one number mm -hmm. one and it was so good Oof. those rivalries were hot legit rivalry we can't say season. it enough i could watch that season over and over again i fucking watchability 30 out of 10 oh absolutely i i completely agree uh this is one we're definitely going to have an extended conversation about coming up uh yes my number five season uh, i'll play you guys the clip first uh, hopefully it comes through 
Uh, clearly, we're, we're, we're kind of working on a ghetto rig right now, but uh, we are ghetto rig right now. Oh. Uh, my number five is Gauntlet Three. Uh, one of the all-time. That was an iconic scene. I can't believe you got easily, that clip. Easily the most underrated season ever. People hardly ever talk about this season anymore. They get so mad at how it ended. But the whole season, the cast incredible beth and coral their last seasons to date beth and coral are on this season god i love uh, Beth. you've got you've got the uh the this is really like a very underrated johnny evan kenny season it this actually is, this, is this is the season where johnny was so like at the bottom of the johnny evan kenny totem pole <laughs> that they just send johnny into elimination evan calls out johnny rather than going against big easy and he whoops johnny's ass and johnny goes uh, home like the, yeah i gauntlet three is underrated i actually underrate gauntlet three i won't lie i think I everybody underrate does 3. everybody does um it i mean say what you want about how the final goes and 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 the twist of it but if you like drama if you like a cast that snaps, if if you wait, you what's know, your obsession with the snaps slang term now? <laughs> I don't. I, I I run through terms. I Is run this a through terms. Thing? And yeah, we got snaps yeah, and, today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my God, Greg's on it. Danny Jameson's political genius. This is the season where Danny attempts God, to cut a Danny. deal with the rookies, and then they rat him out, and he gets bounced. Um, one of oh the my greatest... god i remember yeah. that shit that it was danny so good for... so stupid yeah th this cements <laughs> danny as one of the worst challengers this season um it absolutely cements him as that you've got my favorite couple in challenge history frank and jill coming together what a beautiful couple they were and they watch dvds on this season do you remember yeah. that Yes. They have a DVD player on this season. They are the original Netflix and chilling, you guys. It's Frank and fucking Jill, all right? That was the OG. There's the scene DVD where they're splitting the chill. headphones. They yeah, each got yeah, one headphone yeah. in. It's so cute. It's like a high yeah. school scene. Yeah, people in, in my age range have, have uh, absolutely had to do that before. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, there's so many people on this cast. Evelyn's on it. That's why people hate it, because there's so many people that were denied winning. Like if, if the vets team would have won, then Adam would have had a challenge win. Robin, DM. Yo, fuck Adam. Like who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I think it's so much better the way it ended because the team that fought so hard, my favorite female challenger of all time, Jillian, wins three eliminations on this season. Mm. Frank? She's I actually, Jillian's also one of my all-time faves. I love Jillian. I, I fucking love her. We'll talk about her more at some point, possibly. But I yeah. absolutely love Jillian. I think she's just a phenomenal challenger all around. She's such a lovable character. I don't know if you guys felt that way, but I fucking felt that way. Absolutely. She is the first, th that legit fact, Jillian's the first um, challenge former uh, challenge cast member that I ever communicated with on social media. She's the first hey. one I ever sought out like way, way before any of this, before I was on challenge fans, before we were doing this, I found her on Facebook and I, and I just, I messaged her like a typical Stan does. And I was like, That's you're hilarious. so fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> 
you're awesome. I wish I, I could still that. watch you on TV. And I, she, she was so cool. She messaged me back. She's like, and you could tell that she cared about the show and she cared about her record on the show. She's like, you know, I think about it, but honestly, I, I don't think I need to come back. I want a season. Mm. I, I made, I made, you know, I made a final on, on, on my last season. Yeah. So she, she knew, um, she knew that she had accomplished a lot on the show. She does not get the credit she deserves. She beats Janelle on. So Jillian eliminates Janelle on this season. And this is Janelle had just come off Inferno three where she won. So she came onto this yeah, season she, thinking like, like Janelle I'm was a champ. cool, but I, she was overrated. Like I feel exactly. like everybody who went against Jillian in her entire challenge career was always underestimating her because she's small, but she's fucking mm -hmm. mighty. And the woman pulled it out every single time. I mean, she was amazing in a limbs. Also, we get to see, um, uh nehemiah win and we've been on you yes, know this whole do. nehemiah binge and and getting people to follow him and stuff so this was his season this was his champ season and he does a great job here you know i wes has a good point about nehemiah that he was just before his time his spirituality his crystals his yoga routine the whole shebang i mean now it's so mainstream every yeah. fucking hoe in la is is a crystal person now you know this is just like the way that it goes uh but but i do think that he would have had more of a lasting staying power if his thing if his shtick was was more now you know if, if you guys have person. not followed nehemiah on instagram yet at nehemiah clark we just got him over eight thousand, so we're still yeah. pushing we're still pushing to ten thousand. um also tori hall gets her first win on this season this is the season where tori and brad first got together and Tori gets win number one here. And uh, I, I, I must say, doesn't get talked about enough. My, my girl Tori was... Oh, Zach just wants to make a point that basically Tori's not talked about enough all the time, every day, every hour. <laughs> Tori! This is you. the... Have you ever watched the video? Sorry. I know it's on YouTube. There's an uncensored clip of Tori and Frank yelling at each other. Oh, shut up. I've and never they, seen that. They're just... They're <laughs> cursing each other out so hard because Frank's standing up for Jillian because they were about to send her in again. And Frank's just like, this is fucking bullshit. Fuck you guys. I can't fucking... And it's got it's got a profanity counter on the video. You guys should look that up. That, that's oh, definitely, that's hilarious. Yeah, I definitely, definitely want to watch thing. that. Also, the Gauntlet 3 Wait. jerseys. No, the, okay. The, yeah, jerseys, jerseys. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the shirts are so cool. I was just reminded of it because Nehemiah posted the video where he was looking through all his old challenge shirts. Oh, and I yeah. was looking... The, the rookies Gauntlet 3 shirts are so fucking cool. I would kill to have one of those. We should remake those for some merch. Um, no, what I was awesome. gonna say is that wasn't this a season where uh, CT knocks the shit out of Adam, like right away? Uh, he does no. So that's so the the their actual fight is on duel two. However, there is a CT and Adam confrontation. Oh. This is a classic episode. So this is around oh, yeah, the time yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot when the one. guys they started it to the end. Yeah, the guys the guys started talking about trimming the fat. So they were like, we got to get Coral out of here. We got to get Katie out of here. You know, we have to get these these girls out of here that are just that are just like smoking cigarettes. Was, and that not, was the classic early strategy, though, is get the girls out, keep the strong boys yep. in. Salute. So then Coral starts going in on CT and CT's smoking a cigarette. He's drunk as fuck. <laughs> and then him and Adam start going at it again because this is what they've been doing since real world Paris. Uh. And CT pours a beer on his head. Oh yeah, this is that fight. Shit, that was also epic. Like they had some good fights those two. Yeah, like it's important it's an important stepping stone because it leads up to what happens on duel 2. But to see CT in full mass hole mode where he just fucking turns his beer over on top of Adam's head. Wait, is mass hole sound like Massachusetts asshole? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is CT. He's a mass hole. Um that's the that's, that's the CT that I loved, guys. This is 
it gauntlet three and inferno three ct that's the best ct i don't i don't care what you guys say like that's what that's what this dude was all about he was messy and he was to be feared i loved uh i loved dual ct like i loved dual ct i just thought that was that was like oof that was and he was so hot on that yeah he he put it he put it together there for sure um but yeah i mean once again guys you you've heard all the names that we just tossed around for this season like that's legendary beth coral and katie all on the same season Beth, Coral, and Katie. That's true. Shit, that is iconic as fuck. Yeah. I and love Evelyn Beth so too. much. And Evelyn was Evelyn was there too. I mean, it took me so long to start liking Evelyn. I'm not gonna lie. When she when it when she was actually on the challenge live, I hated her. I just thought she was so annoying. I, my God, I, I would hate watching seasons with her. It was so annoying that she was just cast on it. Yeah. I was like, why are you on my screen? But in retrospect, I like her a lot more, and I think she is quite a pioneer on the show. Uh, I, okay. I can't. Um, my number yeah, five. I, I can't say enough good things about this season. Obviously, the the major moment that everybody remembers is Big Easy dying during the final, and um, it oh, yeah. is. We didn't even mention that. It <laughs> is like it, you can rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it. It's like the most rewatchable thing ever. Watching Easy give a speech. I don't know. If, I don't. To me, Gauntlet Three is not rewatch like that. Watchability score on that one is a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit lower. I find it's just there's a, some moments on it that are just a bit cringe and a bit annoying that you have to sort of sift through. I, I pretty much watch uh, the final at least once a week just so I can hear Brad <laughs> referring nonstop. All Brad does uh, is refer to Easy as this man. This, this man, man, I look, I look in this man's this eyes. Man's dying, and he's dying. His his eyes are gray. This man, can't you see? This man needs a breath. <laughs> It's funny with that. It's funny that Brad is talking about somebody else's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so then my number five is is Rivals. Now I could talk about the season for fucking hours. I love Rivals. Again, golden era of the challenge, right? I think this season is the epitome of power athleticism. I loved this season in that regards. I think the competition was so high. You had marathon runners, you had fucking weightlifters, you had everything in between. You had swimmers. I mean, it was just so um, elevated and it was so cool to watch. I also think the final challenge, um, apart from apart from that final stretch where they essentially gave a, a five minute head start to somebody who had like a three hour head start, yeah, right? To Kenny, Kenny right. A- apart from that moment in the final, the final is amazing. I absolutely love this final. I think it's just great. Um, I also love the, the controversies around this season, you know, with Adam possibly throwing that final elimination. I think the eliminations in this entire season are fantastic. There was a really good combination of physical combat eliminations and also just uh physical strength required elimination so climbing the rope you know when it was ty and, and brandon versus wes and kenny that was like a really difficult thing to fucking do um the 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 final elimination when it was tyler and uh johnny versus ct and adam like going straight through i mean talk about the most epic hall brawl to ever yeah. hit the show you know that was just the craziest fucking elimination ever when you think about how hard they hit each other and how much people are complaining now about rogan hitting jay like oh, i mean when you think about that 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 was the golden era of the challenge why are we getting mad about this shit now so i love everything about it from format to competitions to daily challenges to eliminations to the cast which was absolutely unbelievable to the watchability to me rivals is one of the most watchable seasons of the challenge from start to finish the scenery is 
gorgeous. Everything about the show is done uh, beautifully. The cinematography is out of this world. I mean, honestly, across the board, muzzle to the it, it really for this is. I mean, the production value is so high on this season. The final delivers. The um, that final is so brutal, and and that one brutal. part at the end really does suck. But like the eating portion, it seems like they're in there for hours, sitting at these tables trying to eat. I mean, that is. This is, I would take this final over the War of the Worlds one final any day. There's so many different layers oh, to this yeah. final that, that oh, I yeah. love. Um, you've got, yeah, my, I mean, my favorite, I, I think the most, you know, for me, my favorite elimination of all time, it, it, it has to be. It's it's Adam and CT versus Johnny and Tyler. And I hate, hate, hate the- That's your favorite oh, elimination at, of all time? Yeah. It's, I don't it's, think I knew that. It's so wild. Like, it's so intense. It's out of this world. It's it everything that the challenge is about. And I really do hate the whole Adam through it thing because it's just know, it's something that, that people hear. It's something people focus on to alleviate the fact that CT lost. And <laughs> no, because it's an actual rumor that was passed around. We don't know if it's it was true passed or not. around by CT. I, I heard where it started. He did one random interview a while back and he was just like being he was kind of he, this was ct before he was like fully censoring himself he's like yeah you know i think i mean shit i'm thinking like yeah he probably had, to, had like he probably threw it or something you know he, he was doing that kind of thing like i oh, bottom line i love that elimination i love that season the cara and and, and laurel duo like they had a great story <laughs> yeah, they had they so much heat between them wes and kenny are the greatest rivals of all time they still Absolutely. hate each other to this day they're Whoa. also their their dynamic as rivals was phenomenal because this was like they were working to, with each other, but they hated each other. They just hated each absolutely. Other. They hated each other for so many reasons. They hated each other because of 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 the the woman that that you know the love triangle with Johanna that that was between them. Uh, also, there was a Teresa angle in there from a season that we might be talking about soon. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, the uh, the lawsuit that people love to talk about, which I'm not going to go into because people are uneducated and they clearly don't know how to read uh, easily obtainable documents and 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 factual things and wait, statements. Wait, 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 what lawsuit was the season? The lawsuit, the Evan and Kenny. Yes, that the, wasn't from uh, this season. No, it wasn't. But Wes is involved in it. Wes is involved in the lawsuit because it was his toothbrush that was. Used. Wes is involved in the lawsuit? I didn't know that that was a thing. No, Wes isn't legally involved in it. Oh. But what ha- so Wes is on the other it, side it, of it. 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 And got one it. of the reasons that Kenny hates Wes so much is, and, and you've heard Wes say it. I did not know that that was a big part Wes of it. Wes has said the toothbrush they used, that was my toothbrush. And so Wes was asleep mm. when it was happening and they were using his toothbrush. But they didn't, from what I have, as we've discussed, we, we fully side with Susie and Sarah's retelling of what happened. Because honestly, what reason do Susie and Sarah to uh like proclaimed feminists who would absolutely never stand for anything like this what reason do they have to lie about what actually happened that's true so that that, true. that that's that's where we're at with that but so like there that's the kind of heat that's that's what a fucking rivalry was on this show west and kenny who mm. still hate each other to this day so whenever i see somebody saying hey let's do a rival season with johnny and wes as rivals i just cringe like they sell merch together go fuck yourselves they're not rivals you know what i'm saying they're not rivals the the one thing missing from rivals is that they wanted abe on this season so bad and they just couldn't get someone to be with him they couldn't get adam (laughs) 
who, <laughs> who Abe beat his ass. Uh, Adam they never. couldn't get Adam to be on the season with him. And apparently they called Donnell too. Donnell said no. South- apparently they, they called up. him from, from Road Rule South Pacific. That that's that's according to Vemmo that the call went out. You could add Abe and Donnell. Damn, on the same we are team. dropping so many rumors for this yeah. podcast because I didn't know about any of these. But anyways, Rivals. Other shit that I loved about Rivals was the cast. I thought it was just out of this world cast. Jen and Mandy. Oof, I love. Oh my god, they had a brutal fight. I love Jen and Mandy as a duo. I thought they were awesome this season, and I love watching Jen compete both politically and actually physically. I think it's just awesome to watch. She's so good at. She's the original of not going into a fucking elimination. You know, she's that good at that political game to just be able to get there, and she she plays every single side in the world and and makes her way to a final i also love leroy and mike the fact that adam got sent home from vegas on this season right because of his stupid little fight whatever the hell this was a great moment too when mandy gets hit and like oh my god she's tumbling down and it was just like the best most blonde moment of all time uh he gets sent home and we get mike who comes in who i never for a second thought would come onto the challenge but he was one of my favorite people from vegas so for him and leroy to be able to come onto the season together and compete together and do so well this is where we get leroy's rope climb uh, that is so goddamn impressive and it was also it was like leroy's opening season right and he was so fucking good on this season that i was just expecting the world from him to come out there and absolutely destroy every season he went on after the fact. And it reminds me so much of like these crazy uh, footballers or basketballers or really any athlete that, uh, you know, for five years leading up to them being drafted or getting picked by a team, there's this crazy hype around them. And they're just, they're meant to be the superstar. They're meant to be the greatest. They have a phenomenal opening day and then they just get an injury and tank you know, for the rest of their career kind yeah. of a thing. And it's sad because I think Leroy has so much potential and he he showed it. And Rivals was a very difficult season. So for them to make it that far in that season and do that well, whew. and we also see Mike quit and TJ doesn't give him shit because it was such a fucking hard part of the final. Yeah, because it was brutal. You know, Ro- so Robert's cool. right too. Uh, another team that I think they had contacted was Darrell and Brad. They wanted Darrell and Brad to be together after. Oh, uh, that, that would have been oh good. That would have been good. Oh my God, that would have been like, that would have been like, Wow, they, they might have been the, the immediate favorite in the house there. Um, this also started the great arc because it happened on Rivals and Rivals 2, I think, of anyone who was partnered with Tyree. They, they were just miserable because they knew they were going to lose. So so Davis is like, you know, like, like, oh, man, like yeah, like I, I have to be partnered with Tyree. Of course, we're going to lose. Uh, this is where Tyree becomes the goat, you guys. Uh, yeah. this, this is also one of my favorite eliminations of all time. I've spoken about it maybe a thousand times on this show. And it's when John A and Jasmine whip out the win against Sarah and Caitlin the most oh the original og thinking she's the shit walking into an elimination all excited when she sees a puzzle bitch getting really annoying very similar to a ninja natalie if you will okay mm-hmm. is sarah rice oh she was so happy she was so happy and then little did you know johnny and jasmine whip out the fucking win because they were so underrated they were so underestimated and the rookies this season absolutely pulled it out i don't know if you guys have a theme or you recognize a theme here but i absolutely love when rookies do well in the season i think it's awesome you know obviously i don't like when they knock out all my faves but when they're knocking out sarah and caitlin is a beautiful okay i hated caitlin she was so annoying she wasn't a good competitor oh caitlin always complaining she's so funny to watch back though like she's one she's like talking about how she knows how to do karate and all this yeah she's one of those people who you can find love for re-watching she's kind of like an evelyn to me 
you know there's people with really annoying characters that when you're watching them live you're just like get out of my fucking face but the yeah. moment you're watching you're like wow you're hilarious yeah and like also in that elimination, me. that elimination is notable for <laughs> when John A has to try and un- uncover Jasmine. Okay, and she give me out, Johnny, give, me out. <laughs> give me out of here, give me out of here. <laughs> that was so great. That's so good. What's funny is um, there's a lot of people that uh, that have that effect on me where I'll watch them back and I'll like them after. Beth is a really big one. I hated Beth watching live. Uh, she was not someone I enjoyed watching when the seasons were actually airing. Maybe mm-hmm. in her later seasons, yeah. But at the beginning, I was like, why are you like, I was so team Veronica and Rachel. I was just like, get away, Beth. You're so annoying. That's that's true. There, there's some people, it's like they, they hit you in your blind spot. And when you watch it in the moment, you you can't, you know, you can't see past that. And then you go back, you can kind of see the entertainment factor of people that you used to, to not like. Oh, yeah, true. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Also, uh, we get um, Nehemiah, the, uh, sorry, Evan, the beached whale. That was great. Mm-hmm. And we also get one of the stupidest strategies I've ever seen played in my entire life, which was Teresa and Camilla saying that they were going to quit and then actually trying as if that, that was going to be like a huge factor in their wow. elimination. Dude, that this season is so loaded. I totally forgot about that. That's that's like, this season that's is loaded. great. Like this that, that just shows like all the, the depth that this season has. And someone, someone even tried that. You know, they were trying to come <laughs> up with some kind of way to game the system. And by the way, uh, we're talking about all these teams. We haven't even talked about Camilla and Teresa yet. That's a great team. Yeah, that was they a good like team. Middle, they were like a uh, middle tier team on this season. And they and they went out so early, which is sad yep. because they could have done some damage together. But so you loaded. know what is what it is. Anyways, I love this season. Oh my God, incredible. You got you even have Wes carrying Kenny, which was great. Or no, Kenny carrying Wes, which was great. Yep. At the end, that's like us. Jay just dropped that in the comments recently. It's just a moment that you can rub in Wes's face forever. Similar to you saying that car stands have a modicum of self-awareness, something I'll <laughs> never forget and then never let you live down. Uh, so you know what? That's where Rivals sits. And now that I'm talking about it so much, it could probably go higher. But no, it's at five. All right, let's go to number four. Okay. Number four. What's your fourth? This is... I mean, look, there's been many We're getting times down to the nitty gritty now. Like, I'm excited. We're like, we're at top four, you guys. This shit is like, this, gold. Is, this is getting heated now. Top four, top four. I feel like Greg's going to be disappointed in me because oh God. at any time in my life, I can point to so many different times where if you were like, hey, what's your favorite challenge season? I would have said this season. Ooh. For example, when I first started playing virtual challenge games, I was always known as the guy who loved this season because I always fucking talked about it. Original Battle of the Seasons is my number four. Um, This is a great Sean Duffy season. This is another one. I mean, it's right up there with Battle of the Sexes as probably like most loaded casts. When when you factor in the time period, when you factor in the format of it, they literally, they were, they had gotten far enough into the real world road rules uh, universe. I don't know how they got all these people. I mean, this season is from 2001 Real World had been on for almost 10 years at that point, And they were like, yo, we're going to pull pairs from all of these seasons, from the real world seasons, from the road rules seasons. It's incredible the, the, the amount of work that went into casting this. And then the season itself is so iconic. This is the season where we have the hurricane that shuts down production. Oh, so they yes. have the toga party, the unquestioned Number one, the first toga party, part, the greatest party in Ooh. the history of the challenge is we get the Baloo and the baby, baby. Baloo brings her baby on the show. Baloo's partner, Chris. We're talking road rules Europe. Road rules Europe <laughs> was represented on this season. 
Um, Mark Long and Eric Neese are the hosts of this season, which is, is oh something that God, often goes yeah. forgotten. It's funny that Mark got a shot at hosting and it never came back again. I wonder if production just didn't like him as a host. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal would have been there, but they were great. They were like super entertaining. We also um, get my favorite part of the season is the negotiations. I love this yes. part. When they all make the deal with each other, everybody picks somebody from the other side and they all negotiate. All right, I'll give you 500. I'll give you a thousand if you lose, but you give, you know what I mean? We all, we all give each then, other something if we lose. And then it goes off the table because Holly, ho- not Holly S. We're, we're, we're talking <laughs> yeah, Holly yeah, P. Holly. We're talking Chadwick's wife. She's from like, no, I'm going to win or lose. Tour. Yep. She was, oh my God, you had Holly and you had Emily on the Road Rules team. And these are two early villains in the history of the show. So, so Chadwick and Holly come on the show married. And immediately, that's something that Road Rules, they wanted to break that up so bad that they, they break format. Instead of voting out the lowest, the lowest ranked team, they just immediately go for Chadwick and, and, and get him out of there. So they don't have to deal with him and Holly. And yeah, it's just, oh, it's cool. Quality. Yes, Veronica's on this season. Yes, and Veronica, great yes team. Everybody loved yes. Yeah, people loved yes back in the day. Yeah. I I love this season so much. I think it's phenomenal. We also get Sean Duffy on this season, which I think is cool because he's not like a politician. He's also the one leading the charge of the negotiations, which I think is just hilarious since now he's like a Republican crazy man which is like yeah yeah you know, financially financially it makes sense he was financially a republican on the show as well <laughs> <laughs> hedging his bets all over um uh, i i think yeah it's it's also for me it's one of my favorite finals in the show's history now this is one of those things where people look back and they say oh the finals were so much easier back then you think this uh, is one what, of your favorite finals this is one of my favorite finals just in terms of drama now it, it's not as complicated as some of the finals ha- have been uh, however, we have talked about the finals in recent seasons. A lot of them have been so weak that I, I don't think you can really claim anymore that, that the mm. older finals were. So this final, I will take the drama of this final over so many recent seasons. Like Final Reckoning, get the fuck out of here. I'd rather watch Battle of the Seasons. This is the season where Road uh, Real World, they get the win because Miz come comes out of nowhere and figures out the puzzle which at the time i remember thinking this is like the hardest puzzle i've ever seen and it's a puzzle that has been used a couple times on the show since they used it on the invasion final and i think they used it last season it's the one where you've got the poles all in a row and you have to move the items from one yeah it's 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 the same puzzle from the the jasmine versus yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to like put one up and you yeah. can't put a, a bigger one on a big uh, smaller yes. one da, da, da. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. that same puzzle and and so the first time they used it was on battle of the seasons and miz figured it out and then the, the real world team ended up winning and then they didn't split the money because holly called off the deal so there's so many great layers to this season. It's on YouTube. It's one of those seasons where you guys just have to watch, like to really appreciate it. It's such a good, show. it really is a good season. It's definitely an old season that I, I watchability wise, it's high up there for me on the list. Um, I also love the icon of this season, the star. It's super iconic. Like you see that, you know, it's the Battle of the Seasons logo. I think yep. a lot of the, oh, the modern logos, they, so just, good. they could fly right over your head, but this one was definitely memorable. Um, I love the cast. It's also in Mexico. Like there's just a lot about this season that's phenomenal for sure. So much drama goes on, so much screaming. It's very authentic. Uh, was this, did he get married on this season? No. No, that's Battle of the Sexes. That's the, the one. The, yeah, yeah, the puck gets married. Honestly, I think as soon as we're done here, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go watch the toga party again. 
it, it just it needs to be seen the togo party so good we spoke about that on our costume episode right we spoke about yeah. that our costume party episode that was a good one that's that's when they first started doing those you could see how raw they were you know that shit was real yeah. dude was like, we need to interview somebody like a documentary. who was there we, we need to interview somebody who was on that season and who was at the toga party. We, we need to get the inside scoop because you know there was can probably get, some crazy let's shit. Let's get Timmy. I want to get, I'd love to get Timmy. Ooh, yeah, we could, we could get Timmy. I fucking loved him. Like, oh my God, I loved him so much. I'm, tr- yeah, I'm trying to think who, el- who else we, we could get that was there. Sh- Sharon from Real World London. She played a big part in the, uh, in, in the toga party. Um, <laughs> Man, underrated I, sharon and Lindsay, real world girls love them they we can try and talk to eric then. eric just did challenge mania and i'm friends with him on facebook oh yeah and he's in every single uh friends you may know thing that i'm yeah. that i have popping yeah. up <laughs> all right I'm, I'm gonna think about this yeah I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna get the inside scoop on the battle of the seasons toga party all right so that was your number four right yes okay my number four is fresh meat one Ooh. Now, I love Fresh Meat 1. Tina and Kenny is a fucking pair. Coral and Evan. Oh, my God. This season is beautiful. This season gave us some of the best cast. I fucking love the whole thing. You got Casey, who slays the entire season. My fucking legend. Okay, Casey is an absolute queen. Thank you very much. Doesn't she hold the record for most elimination wins because of the season? Um, in a season like most so elimination wins in a her season and west i think they won five yeah. which falls just short of sarah grayson i think sarah grayson won six on no the i thought one. sarah was also five okay i, I might be wrong six. greg drop it it could be six but you know what we, yeah we, we know the answer's coming she's number two then so casey yeah. fucking kills it right she's a queen a queen an actual queen we get Derek betraying Darrell in that final vote which was beautiful he couldn't even he couldn't even show himself we have mm-hmm. dm whom I did not like as a challenger whatsoever on this uh, in general throughout her whole career, but I thought this was her more tolerable season. And I loved her and Derek as a pairing. I thought they worked great together. We see Derek's like little sensitive side. We also have them hooking up, which most people don't even remember when they talk about DM because they only ever focus on DM and CT, but DM and Derek was the OG relationship. Thanks very much. I mean, they were like all cutesy. Derek wanted to win for her so bad. We see her story starting to open up on this season. Uh, We also get the fresh meat format. This is fresh meat one. It's the first time we had fresh people coming onto this fucking show. And it was great. It was just the way that they did the whole thing was amazing all right it was amazing i loved it all yeah i I think it's a fantastic season and let's not forget about the true unsung heroes of this season shane and lynette my boy shady shane in the pool holy shit do i love lynette so much i love them as a team i thought they were awesome i i think shane got gets screwed massively on this season i loved them as a duo i wish that they made it to the final they were just so great honestly fresh meat one is one of those seasons when it comes to watchability is so high for me i could watch this season so many times the only parts i don't like watching are dm's parts i'm not even gonna lie that's it of the whole season. That's the mm-hmm. only portion that I, I find difficult to watch. Um, uh, case first, uh, Aviv, okay, on Fresh Meat One. My fucking Israeli ass. Yeah, girl. that had to be so major for you. That was that major up. to watch yeah. that and to see someone named Aviv on TV. Oh my God. Literally, my whole world was flipped upside down. I was like, holy shit, there's somebody named Aviv on TV. Like, she's so cool. She has thick eyebrows. She's got thick hair. I was like, she looks just like any one of my cousins. And she's a fucking 
beast and she has given out some interviews recently uh, not recently but over her time where she's said that you either want to win and you're there to compete or you're there for the drama and you saw that in how she fucking competed she was there to play the game to win and she was a beast all the way through and her and Darrell were phenomenal phenomenal as a duo I mean they really killed it we also had Theo on this season and I loved him on this season yeah, Theo and Shonda. this is Theo's last season on on the show this is Theo's last season I didn't even realize yeah. that yeah see yeah. Theo another one of the most famous challengers to come uh, most famous people to come out of uh, of the MTV is Theo Vaughn I mean he's a huge comedian I don't know why he's so Theo famous, but was he's like, a he huge was, comedian yeah and he was the man in the MTV circles back in the day, I can remember, and this is like straight out of, out of my era. So Theo's road rule season ran in the same cycle as real world Hawaii, which is a major real world season for people. And they did a big real world Hawaii casting special where you saw, you didn't just see like the people that made the cast. You saw the people that, that just missed the cast, like people oh. that were getting cut. And one of the people they featured, I believe was Theo no way yes so he and and so he was someone that you had gotten to know on the casting special and and he he falls just short of making the cast and then he ends up getting put on road rules maximum velocity tour so he was like i didn't know he had so he had tried out for real world yeah so he was a big big presence on mtv back in that day for sure uh the other bit of tea about this season and this comes from challenge mania this is i i remember shane saying this on his challenge mania interview shane hadn't been on the season he hadn't been on the show in like two or three seasons he was pretty much thinking he was done by that point but shane used to go out with ryan kehoe he used no to no way yes, yeah. i did not know that so then ryan gets cast on the show after Shut they broke the up fuck so up. apparently shane called it in shane was like oh he's coming up he's coming onto my turf he's coming he's gonna be on the challenge so shane called up casting was like uh sorry bitches i'm, I'm playing the season and then once he got there he told everyone he's like yo this ryan guy he's out we're taking him out wait i did not know that that's crazy that's, i actually really like tea. ryan i yeah, really like I mean, he didn't do much on this season, but I, I really did like him. Um, later on, we see more of that. Also, Tanya on this season was great. Constantly yeah. underestimated, constantly underrated. And her and Johnny were a fucking good team, man. Uh, people were just not having Tanya, but she she really stepped up here. I think Tina and Kevi, Kenny are like figuring out their stride midway towards the end, finally getting things going. I thought that was awesome to watch. They had a really good arc that season. Absolutely. Great. And they were kind of both like the... Um, I would imagine like the epitome of the Jersey shore back then. So to watch them on a team together with those sunglasses and that yeah. whole look, that was just awesome. I just wow, thought it Greg's was saying it's awesome. Ryan's birthday today too. Hey, so Ryan and Shane and Frank birthday. and Woo! Frank. It's Ryan, Shane and Frank. Yeah. We want to talk about the Holy birthday. Trinity. That That's like the Holy Trinity of, of gay males represented on, on the challenge three of the greatest of all time birthday that all is born crazy. on the same day and michelle fitzgerald from survivor it's her birthday today too oh i didn't know that either mm-hmm. whoa there's a Loaded. lot of birthdays today what day is it even what day it's is- cinco de mayo hey guys it's cinco de mayo Loaded. Hey, Loaded day. what a day to have a birthday uh, and fresh cinco meat- de mayo is falling on taco tuesday this year who's eating tacos i will oh oh yeah I, I had some tacos for dinner. You can rest assured. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this season, yet again, it also solidifies, guys. Danny Jameson has to be the worst challenger ever. <laughs> he so he was partners with Evelyn, and they went out first. He's so bad. First, He's first so... Boot, 
crazy. Wait, who did they go up against that first elimination? Wes. That was, Wes yeah, that was Wes, Wes and Casey yeah, yeah. took them out. Wes took them so, all out. I mean, they were so bad, but that was yeah. Danny had all of uh, Melinda's luggage or whatever, right? That was yeah. the whole thing. Yep. So Dan- Danny is just, he's hilariously bad. He <laughs> has to be the worst of all time. And and I honestly, uh... I prefer it that way. I love it. It's so funny to me that Danny is so awful at the challenge. I love watching Evelyn lose. Oof, brings me joy because she, oh, yeah. she hates it so much. She just hates she it really so much. She really does. Uh, oh, and God. We definitely have some more to talk about on that front. A great pick, Shawnee. That that's another I can tell like through the screen mm. how much you love that season. I love and, that. And season. I'm feeling it. Like I honestly might go rewatch it now. I just, like I, with your love for that season. I mean, season. my top my honestly, my top four are really like loves of my life when it comes to seasons. But fresh me, the fresh me format in general, I just fucking am obsessed with it. And we also have to talk about the exile. I think that was one of the greatest elimination formats ever. The yes. fact that they take them away, nobody knows who wins nobody knows what the hell is going on it's like this secret thing it adds a whole layer of dimension to the game because people can go to exile know what it's about and keep going and keep winning and never tell anybody what the fuck is going on in there that's a huge advantage that's another that's another level right there i completely agree and exile it's it's tough because it's its own specific kind of elimination so when people talk about eliminations when you talk about the challenge madness bracket that they did my thing is like, well, how do you factor in exile? Because there's there are a bunch of people who have excelled in the exile elimination. Where do you rank that? Like, is it is you know? Is, is, I rank I mean, that it, high. Yeah, it has to be. Like, I would rather see an exile elimination than than a hall brawl at this point. Yeah, because oh in hall God. brawl, you know, the bigger person's probably going to beat the little person. But in exile, shit, you can see. Darrell, the winningest challenger of all time up to that point, you can see him go out first on an exile. You can see anything go down on an exile oh and, yeah and like that really tests people carlton carlton's absolutely right exiles are our mini finals yep that's exactly what they are and that's the thing is with an exile it's it's both an equalizer but it's not at the same time because it's actually so difficult to do you really have to fucking work for that elimination you have to also strategize you're thinking in in many different. Uh, uh, you have to you have to decide so many different things, right? Do you want to worry about doing the puzzle and getting the prize? Do you want to just keep going? You have to make sure to grab the flag. If you don't grab the flag, you're fucking fucked, right? And you have to run on top of that. You're running. You're yeah. sprinting. I mean, it's just it's a lot. There's a lot to handle in that kind of an elimination. And I think it's such a good format. And it's the first time we really saw that. It really did add something to the game. And I do think that with it being a fresh meet, so it's new players, it's such a good elimination for them to go into. Some of my favorite eliminations of all time are Exile. Uh, Jamara makes a great point that they kind of tried to do the Exile type elimination on Invasion when it was... yeah. uh, I, I think it was Nelson against Anthony... And it was Latoya against someone or no, no. Or maybe it was Sylvia against someone. I don't remember the female side of it, but they were pretty much just going up a bunch of steps and it wasn't nearly as good the, as like uh, a classic exile. In Thailand, be. those stairs yes. in Thailand. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I've been to that place. Um, there's no fucking way I was climbing those stairs. Climbing those, <laughs> that's stupid. It just, it didn't have that same vibe. Oh, Greg's right. They kind of did it last season too. They, they did the Ashley versus Nani exile. And that was, that was terrible. Like that, that yeah. just. Yeah. Oh my God. See, why, can't they, have, why yeah. can't they have the OG exile? It's great. I wouldn't mind if they mimic that completely. Set up three fucking puzzles. Give us a loop. Get them going the opposite direction. Let's see how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like what, the, I you can just that. tell something about that elimination had just no 
no pop no to design. it at all. Yeah, no it, design. It just, yeah, it didn't snap. Am I right? It did um, not snap, you guys. That was not uh, Robert. It was Sylvia versus Latoya. So I, I, I said everyone who was in it, but I completely forgot that they faced each other. I was rooting, <laughs> dude. I was rooting for Latoya so hard on Invasion. Were and you? Also, I loved her. It's true. Also, do you remember that Latoya and Nelson were a thing on that season? Shut up. They hooked up on that season. Oh yeah, they had a little thing going on. Latoya and Nelson hooked up on that season. Why do I not yeah. remember that at all? My guy, Nelson Thomas. See, that's a testament not to my memory, but to the fact that there are so many hookups in the show. Yep. Great yeah. point. Um, like okay, Gavin so, and Camilla. Wait, what's your number four? Did my number four was my number four is Battle of the Seasons. So we're okay, moving yeah, yeah. on to number three. We're moving on to number three. All right, I'll start with mine. My number three is The Duel. The Duel, the season you put at number 10 for no fucking reason. Controversial, okay. yes. I love the duel so much. They had the uh, most amazing prizes throughout this fucking season. Let's not forget about the motorcycles. We had Svetlana on this season. Okay? <laughs> Let's not forget about the motorcycles. <laughs> Let's not. Lest we forget about the motherfucking motorcycles, all right? <laughs> we had Svetlana, another Jew. We all know that that's going to make me happy, okay? Svetlana Schusterman was her last name. We had Aviv on the other one, and we had a Schusterman on this one. I mean, I was just freaking out that Svetlana was on this show. When she was on Key West and she was going to synagogue for, like, all of these things that were happening because she was there during Yom Kippur and da-da-da, I was crying of happiness that that was going down. <laughs> like, I was so excited that that was being aired on TV. It was fucking phenomenal okay and for her to come on to the duel i was just so happy we had jody in her prime on this season i love jody she was killing it we also had anisa and anisa and svetlana's relationship with to me was beautiful i loved watching them become such homies throughout the thing because you know anisa is part jewish as well anisa is a, is a member of the tribe so to have her there to have them be friends i just love that i love that little duo that was going on we also have uh the betrayal of dm towards the end which I loved so very much because she was so entitled. She felt like she just deserved the whole world in that moment. And so Anissa just shut her down and it was great. It was great. I loved it. We also had really cool challenges. The challenge where they won the motorcycle was actually really cool where they had to go underwater. Wes killed it. Uh, everybody else was struggling. There was some crazy ass eliminations. I love the dual format of eliminations. I love the calling out of them. I mean, all in all, just a great season. And it was a beautiful season to watch visually. They were always in great locations. I just loved it so much. Yes, the final, not the greatest ever in the world, but the season was worthy of it. A CT's last elimination there, another elimination that CT goes out right before the final, a little bit depressing. Brad definitely didn't deserve that for shit. Uh, that entire elimination, the scandal, DM going into elimination, not being able to do it because she thought she was the shit and didn't know how to estimate fucking coffee bags. That was hilarious and also really crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, CT's just... trying to talk to her from the... Uh, yeah, that's, you can do it, you bags, can do it. D. That's a lot it's of like, bags, D. It's like a fucking 100 pounds. <laughs> DM is literally 100 pounds and she's carrying 200. I mean, no, yeah. girl. Anyways, this whole season, oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It just brings me so much... Um, Ooh, I don't know. You know, just happiness, like a little bit. Ne of Nehemiah and Beth hooking up, supposedly. Oh yeah! Oh my God, that is the most iconic rumored hookup in all of Challenge History. The, the word ah, on the street is imagine. that they were they were contacted for X's one, and Beth threatened legal action for them, implying that she hooked up with Nehemiah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That is the funniest that, rumor ever. That's a great flex by Beth right there. Um, yeah, it is an awesome season. 
Uh, also, uh, uh, another thing about Svetlana, she, I, I need to get the details straight on this. She has ties to my area. I'm pretty sure she went, apparently she went to Temple, which, which is where I went, uh, which I, I, for some reason, Who end up saying on this. Yeah, I, I end up saying this this on the podcast every week. So I'm pretty sure Svetlana and I, at least at some point, went to the same college together. And I, fo- I, I follow Svetlana's brother on Instagram. I think he follows me back too. We're like kind of friendly. Oh, shit. So, yeah, so you, you have... I, I really went down the rabbit hole to try and get her onto the podcast. I mean, I tried. We should try everything. again because she she's done nobody's podcast. Ooh, that would be the I biggest I tried gap. reaching out to everyone, but now it's quarantine. I should message her brother and see what's up. Do it. Ooh. The rumor, mm. and I don't know where it came from. Like, we still need to get some kind of credibility on this, but apparently there, you know, there was the the, the blurb on, on Wikipedia back in the day that she filed a restraining order against Brandon Boyd, the, the lead singer of, in, of Incubus, which is... Insane. Oh, I didn't know that. Shit, yeah. we need to find out. That's yeah, so like that would have been, you know, <laughs> mid 2000s when Svetlana was the queen of MTV and Incubus was one of the biggest bands in in the world. Yeah. Uh, so we need to see. Yeah, we need to see if there is any any uh, uh, viability to that. If if that's Ooh, legit or not. That we definitely need to find out about that. Anyways, that is my jewel. I love the jewel. We spoke about it a bit before, but definitely hits number three on my list Mm, my number three is something that we've already talked about a lot it's it's rivals one Um, that's a good spot for rivals yeah there's really not i I think everything we said about rivals one is spot on there's not much more uh we need to say about it i i've made no um made no bones about it i've made no apologies that that in in terms of of uh, all-time challengers kenny is you know, he's, he's, for me, he's up there. He's mm. absolutely on my top five best male challengers of all time. Um, and he, he was I a total yeah, I hear that. I hear yeah, that. He, and honestly, the, the, the thing that's sad he's about so him. he's so hot. He's so hot. <laughs> the thing that's he's sad about so him not being on the show hot. now. He's, People he's, talk about CT, but Kenny is so hot. Let's just get that, let's just get that clear. All right. But, Kenny is oh, the hottest. I subscribe. I subscribe to it. He's in the best shape of his life right now. Mm. People want to talk about who's in their prime, prime versus prime. We we saw Kenny dominate the challenge and he wasn't even like CrossFit Jesus yet. Now he's CrossFit Jesus. He's 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 the only person <laughs> who CrossFit I would Jesus. Yeah, he's the only person who I would allow to come on the show and be like Mr. CrossFit because I you know I love Kenny. He can get away with that. It's funny, um, I was actually about to ask you, I was like, you're calling yeah. him so in shape and stuff, but you know yeah. he's CrossFit shape. I know he's he's Mr. CrossFit. I, I live with it, I accept it because he's dom <laughs> look, he's dominated before CrossFit, after CrossFit, whatever. Kenny is um he's a legend. Let's get him on the show. I'd be down to talk I would to him. Fucking love to. I would love to talk to Kenny. I would love the bullshit with Kenny. Same. Um, it's unfortunate that we can't like we can barely talk about him on social media w- without shit getting crazy because people are crazy. But um, bottom <laughs> oh, line, I would love to see the comment section on that interview. Let's bring it on, motherfucker. Ooh, I like it. I, I like it. I'm <laughs> in. And yeah, Kenny's not even like we haven't even seen Pete Kenny yet. Get him back on the show. Yeah, I oof. I hear that. All right. So number two, number two, you go first on your number two. You go first. There's Second a chance point. that there's a chance that we both have the same number two. I, don't, I know. I don't I know, think so. I think I know your number two. My number two is either your number one or number two. I know. I think I know what your number two is. Okay. So my number two, this is also going to necessitate a clip and I have to give a big shout out to Greg Holcomb um, because I was having a lot of trouble finding this clip. It's not readily available. And Greg hooked me up, so I'm gonna gonna play it for everyone. This is the most iconic line from my number two season. Oh, I think I know what it is. 
Lily's feet are starting to slip out, so I literally stick my head right in between her butt cheeks and start pushing her up this mountain to the finish. Like I said, push, pull, carry, whatever it takes. I knew this was going to be your number two. I just knew it. I knew exactly which season you were talking about. You guys, uh, or girls, raise your hand if any of you out there have ever put your head between someone's butt cheeks and pushed them up a mountain. Um, no, fresh meat I haven't too. done that, but I'd be open to it if anybody is, <laughs> is looking. Fre this is, guys, this is, uh. there's so many incredible, everything we just said about Kenny, we have to say again, Kenny, uh, Landon, yeah. and Wes, and Darrell on this season, fresh meat of too. the all-time best. Fresh Me Too is incredible. I'm not going to say too much, because I'm going to say more later. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like it. Um, this right, is give us, give us your reasoning. Why is Fresh Me Too at number two? Everything that I said about the 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 top political play on Cutthroat from the female side with Tori applies to the incredible, the the best political. If you want to see strategy in house politics, Fresh Me Too. It mm. is the best. It is the all timer. A gorgeous. You see season. Kenny literally blow up an alliance that had him outnumbered uh uh what Se seven to three i like, think and even more because yeah. he only gained actually no he started off with three that's right with he had sarah but uh but yeah i mean he he really took that house by fucking storm all right all yeah right. so <laughs> we we have just this incredible cast one of the coolest settings it's in british columbia no other challenge has ever been there i know you probably feel the same way the setting yeah on, gorgeous on this season gorgeous is so setting good. The visuals on this season are phenomenal. I mean, I I, I love this season. It makes me just it makes me emotional just talking about it. Yeah, okay, but <laughs> I, we'll we'll we're gonna talk about it a lot soon. So I'm gonna leave it at that. We have so much more to I talk about. If you, I wonder if I'm actually curious what your number one is. I think I might know, but I mean, anyways, okay. My number two is Rivals Two. I love Rivals 2 with a ferocious passion, okay? The Kara Cook pairing on this season, the West CT pairing on this season, I just loved it. Paula, Emily, I mean, I'm just, I can't even. Rivals 2 is so fucking good. Again, it's golden era, but this time it's golden era that challenges were prepared for, right? Because you had Rivals 1 before that. They knew what they were coming into. They, they were already in the athletic mode of the fucking challenge. They were already in this mode. And then, and then you get Rivals 2 and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And the final of this season is one of the best final formats to date ever. Hands down. There's yeah. zero contest against this final. It's absolutely fantastic from start to fucking finish. They planned it out perfectly. The whole thing where you go around in the circle, you have to drop the fucking smoke bomb. I mean, the smoke bomb was cool. Usually they would have an effect that makes no sense. They drop the smoke bomb. It's awesome. You have to break through to get through. Showing up first isn't even great because you have to break through to get through to these fucking checkpoints. I mean, it was just unbelievable cook peeing in one of the fucking eliminations the eliminations <laughs> in general were awesome the cutting of the rope one was great i mean there was so many good moments in this season i cannot even begin to explain how watchable this season is it is so easy to watch it's like a breeze it's pure entertainment from start to finish and it really is about the competitions the challenges the actual athleticism that is there i think cook being on that season being such a fucking pro soccer athlete added a whole new layer watching her warm up for eliminations was beautiful all right that's what it was watching her warm up for eliminations was awesome you actually had a legitimate soccer player on the fucking show and it was just great 
it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that this is this is a great season. It's very rewatchable. I feel like this is always the season that's on Pluto TV. Like when, when I have my, I usually have like an hour after we're done podcasting where I, I have my, my Pluto TV hooked up in here. So I'll turn it on and I'll just watch whatever season's on in the background. It's always Rivals 2. It's a season that is great. And it is for me, the controversial season that I had to leave off my top 10. It was the one thing, it was the one season that got bounced off that was yeah. originally on there. I originally had it at number eight and I think I had to keep bumping it down and it just missed my top 10. Um, I think it is, I, I agree with you. The final is so good, so well structured. Um, I would have it, it's right there with Rivals 1 and, and X's 1 in terms of finals. It might be the best, it might be the best final. I, um, I think it's the best final. Yeah. The final design, I will say. The final I, I'm design. definitely, yeah, I'm not going like, to take that away from you. Just and then we have, good. so you've got the incredible final and you've got the legendary elimination of marlon and jordan versus ty and leroy mm. where it's it's just it's the hall brawl that defies all odds you've got two massive in shape physical dudes in leroy and ty and then you've got two unproven guys in jordan who is so much smaller than all of them and marlon who as we learn and people don't even people don't even appreciate this Marlon isn't one of these athletes who have been on the show who you look up their athletic record and they barely played. This fucking guy was a starting linebacker for Texas Tech. Okay. Oh, he was a linebacker for Texas Tech. I didn't know he was starting linebacker for D1 Big 12 school Texas Tech. A team we're talking about the team that Marlon played on was like the best Texas Tech football team ever. They had two highly like notable national players. They had Michael Crabtree, who still plays in the NFL today, was a wide receiver on that team. And, they, and Graham Harrell was his quarterback. Who I wonder if they're friends. Well. You think they're friends with Marlon? Marlon talks about that. Marlon, on his Twitter, he posted, credit, Marlon's Twitter has not been a very fun place to be around lately, for those of you paying attention. <laughs> I have um, not been paying attention, actually, he, but I he's heard a, he's a done. Marlon is a, is a COVID truther, so he, he's been um, <laughs> he's been running up against some some pretty angry Some people like to call and, those COVIDiots. <laughs> yeah, yes, um, so he's one of those, and he, but so he posted a clip from a very famous game they had where they, they won on essentially this last second Hail Mary pass uh, to Michael Crabtree and, and they beat tech, they beat the university of Texas in, in, in the game. And Marlon, Marlon was, he was in that game. He played. Yeah. Greg was right. He, he knocked out Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford was, was the number one pick in the NFL draft and Mark Marlon knocked him out. No way. The ball. Yeah. So Marlon in a hall brawl is not a dude you want to mess with. You're talking about a guy who for a living for his life Tackles growing people. up went head to head in small spaces. So when you watch that elimination, Watch the way that Marlon fucking holds up Leroy, um, and Leroy even gets him the you know the second time. But but Marlon really goes at him, and Jordan uh, is able to find like make the right. It's an the awesome through, yeah. yeah. No, the I, only... I Jordan. Well, that was Jordan's rookie season, and he was so good. He came out swinging. They really reminded me of Leroy and Mike. I mean, obviously they were both a lot more athletic, but just the yeah. way that they performed came in third, dominated in this season. You know, they it's it seemed like the rivals format actually allowed for these really impressive rookie teams to excel. And I love a format that can allow that to happen. 
I definitely agree with that. I think that's a great analysis. Um, also, one of my favorite teams ever, Knight and Preston. I yeah, love them. When they when they were doing that little swatty wand uh, elimination, I loved that one. I loved their fucking uh, strategy there. And I, I always loved Preston. I also loved Knight. You know, I was a big Knight fan, a huge yeah. Knight fan, way bigger a Knight fan than I was a DM fan. That's for sure. Like Knight, I was actually a huge ass fan of. I thought he was awesome. I loved his shit talking. I don't know if I would have loved him out of the house per se as like a friend, but I just think he was an awesome, entertaining human to have on the show. Yeah. And I liked his attitude. He was this shitster. He was a troll in person. He would get under anyone's skin and he would do it so easily. You know, I mean, with actual fucking ease. And I also really dislike how people uh, put him down and put his character down because of the jokes he would make. I mean, yeah. the guy was just a comedian. He was just trying to have fucking fun, right? And everybody would lower his ranking as like memorable challenger, as as worthy of a challenger to be uh, commemorated. We always see these DM tributes and they're great and I love them. But in terms of impact on the fucking show, in terms of, actual characters on the show i think knight is worthy of as many tributes as dm was dm was a greater person off the show she did a lot of work uh in regards to her cancer and she was very inspiring in that way but that's not what we watched on the tv show you know and i, I do think that they were more even than people let it on and and i really disliked how much they uh they uh made knight's tribute like i don't know i just didn't feel like they really remembered him as well as they did DM. And I didn't like mm. that. I think Knight deserves more than that. DM has a lot of similarities in the way that they actually came off on, that she actually came off on the show to Pedro Zamora from Real World San Francisco, who was, you know, the, mm. this landmark character yeah. who he was an openly gay man on the real world and he had AIDS. He was he had been diagnosed with, with AIDS in a time where that was really one of the scary, that was probably the scariest thing that could happen. We were We were just starting to understand, you know, the ins and outs of the disease and Pedro ended up passing away uh, the, I believe it was the day that the, the night that the real world finale aired is the same day that Pedro passed away. And when you actually go back and rewatch that season, the thing about Pedro is that, um, they don't hide the fact that he, he's not, he doesn't always come across the best on screen. Sometimes mm -hmm. he is kind of a condescending person yeah, who, who does, yeah, who, who, you know, he gets into a lot of shit with, with Puck and Puck was just a wild man, but Pedro in his own way, he wasn't perfect either. And Diem was the same way. You saw a lot of weak, uh, you saw a lot of moments from her. I, weak's not the right word for it. A, a lot of moments where she didn't come off the best and she yeah. was going through uh, a life-threatening disease just like Pedro was. And they both had their, their warts. Uh, it definitely makes for compelling television. I see exactly what you're saying that, you know, Diem, DM is portrayed in a different way sometimes than she actually came off on the show. She's just, I think after the fact, and I understand it, you know, like she's an amazing woman. I'm never going to take anything away from who she was as a person. I think having DM as a friend would have been phenomenal, right? Yeah. She's one of those people that you want in your corner. She, she seemed to be just so loving and, and incredible in that way. But when it comes to being on the actual show, being a challenger, I just did not like her. You know, I just thought that she had a really bad mentality when it came to eliminations. She was very scared. She played, we talk about people playing a scared game. Diem played the scaredest game of anyone I yeah. know. There's yeah. no one who was more terrified of eliminations and who showed it even worse than Diem Brown. I mean, look, 
end of right and so- right, yeah and this is this season is the best example of that when when her and anisa go into the final elimination uh she was like terrified dm's like shaking she was not yeah. able to handle that no but pressure. she could never she could never ever handle it she could never yeah. handle it she would get so and on top of it it was the entitlement that came with the fact that she was scared because she would be so upset that she would even remotely have her name in the, in the bucket to mm-hmm. possibly be called in she would go freak out about it and i just didn't like that i didn't like you know, as a character on the show, I just didn't think that she was that great whatsoever. But as a person, very different story. And I appreciate that people are still remembering her. But yeah. I just, I think we've done a disservice tonight. I think he needs more recognition. I loved when Jemmy came back from her season um, after the break and after Night had passed away and it had been a few seasons and Jemmy comes back and they had done a sort of mini tribute when she was talking about it and how hard it was. And it was her and I, I like that they brought that back. I like that they had yeah. that moment in that. I thought it was a really beautiful little segment that they did there. But anyways, this season... I mean, this was an awesome season. Uh, Rivals 2 is just great. You just can't, you can't fault Rivals 2. It's so entertaining. It's so entertaining. If the you're looking reason, for a season to watch, watch that. The reason that I ultimately did not put it on my top 10, I was pretty much choosing, I, I had to choose two between that, the duel and free agents. And the one reason that I left Rivals 2 off is because it, the, the Rivals concept is mostly a stretch here. Uh, this this is the season that notably oh, introduces. That. You've got the Johnny Frank pairing, which was a result of a of a Twitter beef. That, that okay, was controversial. That one time. was very um, stupid. That was obviously the most stupid of the rival pairing, and mo- mostly on on the female end too. Like I, I I was always like, you know, wait really? Like Paula and Emily are rivals? It just you know to me on the female side, it felt like okay, the, right, the, you know, they were just gifting Paula another win. Nobody's fucking beating Paula. And 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 Emily, it's it's not happening. Well, Cook and Kara came really close. They, they did. Didn't, they didn't if originally Cara, have Cook on there. So yeah, if Kara knew how to swim, who knows what would have happened? <laughs> you know, she she had to, she held them up uh, twice. Well, Kara's been practicing, so maybe it was now she could she could have. Yeah, she's still she's still practicing, guys. She's still she practicing. Could, shut the fuck up, Zach. Um. Okay. So so yeah, Rivals two. I mean, there's so many great seasons. Great season for for sure. Uh, Corey, Corey, thank you, man. Corey's really really killing it. He's giving us some compliments. Anthony, Kurt Loader, seventy five. What the fuck? What'd you say? Who? Kurt Loader. Mm-hmm. is 75 uh that's that's the uh he, he was a notable mtv personality from from the you know like the the mtv news updates Kurt Lowe. oh got it got it wow he's Way 75 when mtv used to do that he probably honestly he he probably looks exactly the same today that he did when he was breaking <laughs> news like when he you know was breaking news of Aaliyah's death in a plane crash in 2001 he probably looks exactly the oh my same. god have you guys seen the uh the what's it called the r kelly shit holy shit i just watched it recently whoa I don't, look I'm, I'm not gonna go on my rant about this but honestly i don't need to watch surviving r kelly this is something that was well known like this was my this is my issue no with i have an issue with that actually i have an issue with you people with i know exactly what you're gonna say but you can just say it so i can then argue it okay i will <laughs> for people that actually like paid attention and they don't need some kind of like twitter movement telling them what to do and how to react and how to feel. We fucking knew that this was an issue uh, 15, 20 okay. years ago Congratulations. When, when Dave Chappelle was doing it. Like Congratulations. This- you live in Philly. You're way closer to where R. Kelly was. I was a lot younger than you were, a little white Jewish kid in Los Angeles. This news never hit me. This news never hit me. You know how many people are probably like me where this news never hit me? 
All I right. thought you guys were in the we're in the hub of society out there. Look, here's no, the thing. Hollywood was the biggest thing covering it all up. Why do you think anybody in Hollywood would hear about it? Look, no, I, no kids knew about it. We didn't know about this shit. It's all my fault. They didn't know about it. There was no, there was no huge ass blasting of this. It was everybody else's responsibility to make this more news, to make this bigger news. And you know what? If you knew about it before and you didn't say anything, you didn't start a Twitter trend. You didn't start a Twitter hype to get on this. And maybe there was you're the Twitter one. Twitter when I knew about maybe it. Maybe you're Zanga. the one with there the were, fucking problem. I, you're right. I, I didn't start the Zanga movement. I didn't start the the ban R Kelly on Zanga. Look, I knew that R. Kelly was a scumbag back then. Yeah, R. Kelly and Aaliyah were married in 1994 when Aaliyah was 15 years old. I, came I didn't to terms- even realize Aaliyah yeah. was that young back then. And I didn't even realize that they had gotten married. I, AJ, nothing but a number, had no idea what that was about. <laughs> yeah, so look, I came to terms with all of that years ago. And I get a little bit offended when people nowadays are telling me that I can't listen to R. Kelly's music. Look, you I shouldn't knew- listen to R. Kelly's music. Why the fuck I already knew he was a scumbag. I, but, look, I already went through that phase. I've already had a full almost two decades. Yeah, but you know what? That like, pisses you know me what? off more. That pisses me off more because you know what? There's so much shit going on around the world that I know about that I always promote out there. Like when there's so much stuff going on, I'm always putting that shit on my fucking Facebook. All right. The 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 concentration camps that are happening in Myanmar, all the shit that's happening in fucking South Sudan. When I was putting that shit on to my Facebook when it was happening, I was fucking rampaging. And as we should have been, why? why was nobody rampaging about this? Why the hell was he allowed to keep going on? It's not like R. Kelly was locked up and the story came out later and we all like found out. No, R. Kelly was free, right? He was he was out there releasing music. He was out there publishing shit. Everybody knew and everybody was not saying anything. I think that's bullshit. If you knew, you should have spread it more. You should have spread uh, look, it more. I, I understand and have understood for a long time that artists, music, okay, people that, people that, that create on this level a lot of them are fucked up. You're really fucked up to access that level of genius. And if this was the case, if we had to tune, if any scandal that came about a creative person, a musician, and we had to stop listening to them, we wouldn't be able to listen to Led Zeppelin anymore. We wouldn't be able to listen to Chuck Berry anymore. I don't even we listen be able to those listen people. To R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, anybody. You can find shit that's that that either sticks yep. or is just around all of these people. I just accept that a lot Fun of them fact. are fucking. Yeah, I like, was in they, Michael Jackson's bedroom. Hey, hey. what? <laughs> what yeah how funny is that i went to neverland ranch when i was a kid you can actually you can actually google this that's not a fucking lie people i uh i went to neverland ranch when i was a kid my dad was um had a mutual friend with him and that's uh, that's that's wild we have not a single photo because they confiscated all of our cameras before we went in there we had to sign a contract at the door while we were in the car (laughs) all right people want to people want to hear our number ones so all right let's get to our number ones by the way if you're gonna listen to r kelly's music download it illegally so he makes no money that's all that that, i can understand that That is all i'll say you guys if you're gonna listen to people who are like that whatever the fuck download it don't pay them shit don't don't listen to it on spotify though they get money for that they get money for i don't support anything don't listen to it on spotify do not listen to it on spotify he gets from spotify you guys i don't, don't support anything he did but nobody's no. gonna tell me that i can't listen to like a real freak or sex me part one and sex me part two all right um, i don't want to listen to any of them okay so let's go number one number one number one everyone knows my number one yeah you, you talk about your number one i'm gonna queue up my clips i'll talk about my number one no but you have to drop what your number one is before i go into deets all right all right so my number one ladies and gentlemen fresh me too Woo! my favorite season in the whole world what's your number one i've got two clips shani uh because this season is number one all time so it is and it is so iconic it deserves two different clips should we all say it out loud now inferno one everybody who has ever (laughs) watched the challenge knows this line 
<laughs> oh my god, it's not playing! Guys, it's not playing. She wants to hit me? No, she wants to wrestle. I don't wrestle. I beat bitches up. We gotta drop our merch now. That's, that's of course, Inferno One, people. Everybody in the comments has been calling for it. The iconic choral line. Uh, nothing is better than this, except for possibly the, the, the greatest fight in the history, in the history of the challenges. We are talking about Veronica versus Katie. Ooh. Let's listen into this, people. If you've never watched this season, first of all, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's on YouTube. Go watch it. Oh, Inferno like, One's on YouTube. That Inferno One is on YouTube. It, it this is like in it's insane. It has everything that you look for. It is the there is the the competition. There is the drama. The format. This is the best format in challenge history. This format. I love the Inferno format. Is so I do. Good. The fucking the, savers are cool. The thing that, yeah, what a great concept. And the thing that always, always, always stood out to me about this season is that it's called the Inferno and they lay in so hard to that concept. I fucking love the Inferno elimination arena. The mm. way that they light it, the way that they've got all the flames, the way so that they dramatic. some of these eliminations. We've talked about it before. One of my favorite eliminations ever is Holly versus Trichel in the hot pepper eating competition. Oh, That's yes. The fucking I love Inferno. that fucking elimination. That's Holy what the shit. Inferno is all about. My favorite part of the Inferno was um was the final, was Katie's Katie's uh, performance in the fucking final. The, like, yeah, the holy Katie, shit. Yeah, the Katie story, her arc is just like, oh, man. She goes from zero to hero. Everybody's yeah. like, ah, Katie. They, and then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, we need her. She is the original, the real world thought that, that she she would be, you know, what Casey Cooper ended up being on, on Ruins, where she was the person they were just going to leave in there. Like, we have to protect Katie because we're going to win because Katie's on their team. And then Katie ends up coming up big in the final on the crossword puzzle. And they get that and then they move forward and, and they win the whole thing. Another thing about the, the Inferno 1 final that I've talked about many times before, they have to eat 10 giant ass ice cold taquitos each. You want to talk about eating. It's so gross. I can't How, even think about that. I dare you guys to try and do that. We're not talking 7-Eleven taquitos, which are delicious, by the way. We're talking like Ew. fat, stuffed. Zach, don't cold. eat taquitos at 7-Eleven. Please, come oh, on. Oh, they're delicious. Oh, they yeah, yeah. They're delicious. I'm bringing you to real taquitos. Uh, another, taquitos. another... <laughs> Uh, we've got, this is CT's rookie season. And for anybody who was watching this back in the day and who, who had seen Real World Paris, you saw you saw a CT on this season. You're like, oh, wow, that dude's a star. Like, <laughs> that's the CT that we knew. You've got Shady Shane. Shady Shane and CT and the Don't Toss Your Cookies elimination. Iconic. People talk about that a lot to this day. Another time Shane got robbed. He didn't get robbed. He didn't <laughs> get robbed. It's a fair loss. But I will say Shane is lactose intolerant. So... I mean, I just like, that's just the worst thing you could ask someone to eat like aggressively. It's just, oh my God, for it to sit in your stomach. Yeah, then they, they spin coffee. around. It reminds me of that ice cream 
daily challenge that they had where they had to like eat all the ice cream. Like dairy is aggressive. Just, yeah. Oh god. Uh, another thing from Inferno One, maybe my favorite daily of all time. And I swear to God, I'm pretty sure me and Greg Holcomb message each other about this like once a week. <laughs> what you guys talking about? <laughs> is the live version of the game. Do you remember there is an old game from the early 2000s called Rush Hour? It's a puzzle game where you had a yeah. board and you have all the cars on it and you have to maneuver the car. You have to you set them up in different puzzle patterns, and then I you have to maneuver that was an the car. Board game, though. Yeah, you you maneuver the car through the board. Well, they do a real life version of that on this season, where they have all except everyone's blindfolded, right? So you have you have the puzzle board set up, and they're getting in. They're all getting in Kia Saturns blindfolded, and they're trying to guide each other through the puzzle without hitting the cars. It's so fucking great. Yeah, and it was a stick shift, so it, it came down to like some people knew how to drive stick, others didn't. I oh, love when there's God, a stick shift so competition good. and nobody yeah. knows how to fucking drive it. That's come on, get educated, you fucking. Yeah, like you see a you see a daily like that, and you compare it to the dailies we have today. Are you going to tell me that the dailies we've had this season are better than that? That is fucking great, and it's a it's a what a tenth of the budget. You know, I don't know because I think that when people talk about how old seasons were easier, when they're referencing old seasons, they're referencing seasons like one to eight, and when they're referencing newer seasons that are harder, they're referencing like the Rivals era, right? Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's the we've, way we've talked. Yeah, we've because, talked because about the this. thing is, the thing is, there's been so many seasons lately that all of these happen so fast. It's like, whoa! All of a sudden, new seasons also suck, right? But I mean, yeah. once you once you like pass bloodlines, that's when shit goes to shit. Yeah, we but need to really that, redefine God, the so errors. Yeah, yeah, we need to redefine the errors for for you know that that we discuss. But in in this case, Inferno One for me is it hits me in that same sweet spot you're talking about of of the nostalgia of watching it, but also the fact that it holds up. If you go back and you rewatch it now, it's so entertaining. Mm. It is like. It's like razor sharp. It's so well edited. You've got these great storylines that you remember. You've got the fucking chicken, the chicken costume daily. Oh my God. I love that daily. Oh my God. I love that. That is such a fucking good daily. Listen, the thing is I would have put some of the infernos on my list, but I kind of had a feeling you would cover them. And I just had such a difficult time picking my list that I was just like, you know what? Zach will put infernos on his. I'll cover it. And I just won't, right? And of course, you have Julie trying to kill Veronica in episode one. Literally one of the best starts. moments of the entire show ever. Still ever. gets talked about today. Veronica, there's still a thousand clips of it on, on YouTube. Veronica says, stop, stop, uh, what did she say? Stop touching my, my fucking vagina, you Mormon, or something like that. <laughs> so good. Um, it's so God, good. Veronica was, she was about that life. She has that showdown with Julie, and then she has that showdown with Katie. And then Julie has the showdown with Coral, where if you guys rewatch that, like this is just drama, drama, drama at its finest. And then you've got the competition in there as well. It's so perfect. You've got Julie. Julie pretending to be religious is great. Yeah. The the Julie Coral showdown starts because Julie is, first of all, they're in team deliberation and Julie's wearing sunglasses at night inside. And she tells Coral to like, shut up or something. She's like, you know, Coral, why don't you just shut up and let me, and Coral goes, what the fuck did you just say to me? And she, oh my God, it's it's Coral so good. I know, I know, 
I, I, I can't even really do it full justice. I know our, I know a lot of our comment section is pleased. People love Inferno. It's Inferno is such to a watch. good season. Was this the one where they all shoved those fake tickets in to get a, to get, what was it? Who wanted the lifesaver that day? Was it Veronica? Was it Tina? Yes. Yes. And that was such that, a funny I, fucking day and it backfired because they had to count them all. I just, I knew while I was watching that live, I knew that that was going to backfire the second. And I happened. think that's the same daily where, where my boy Burnsy, where David Burns falls asleep. <laughs> he's just sleeping. He? He's during, sleeping. Yeah. He's sleeping during the mission. Um, the legend. No, I mean, I, the, cast I hear that. Is, the cast is so fucking iconic. Abe's on this season. Timmy. It's, oh my God. We might have Cyrus back on the podcast, you guys. And he is from Inferno 1. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe yep. we'll chit chat some Inferno with him when he comes on. Uh, the Abe threesome was on Gauntlet 1 for, for Corey. So that was the season right before. The and really Abe Gauntlet threesome yeah. is amazing. Yeah. What a moment in time. What a moment. And, and yeah, and we've got Kendall on this season. This is Kendall's only challenge season for now. It, it really does feel like she could come back at some point. She's had offers. Uh, so has she? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She, I did not know that. Yeah. Very notably they asked, she, she, um, she was a uh she was a backup on the island and then apparently and i think through kendall kendall said they they asked her to do i think season 32 and 33 Um, okay just yeah it just hasn't hasn't quite worked out yet um carlton is saying that whitney houston quoted coral how crazy is that holy shit that's a fucking that's legendary status right there holy shit I love Coral. You guys, check out our merch. We have a merch line for her. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Also, if you Let's... guys haven't checked out our latest merch, just so you guys know, um, the Looking My Best, Trying My Least. That's our new shirt that just came out. So That's check a good it out one. also. It's a good one. Um, okay. So yeah, let's probably talk about Fresh end this. Yeah, talk about Fresh Me Too. I need to finish. I need to do my part about Fresh Me Too because for me, Fresh Me Too means so much to me. I cannot even explain. It is without a doubt my favorite season. Uh, and I put it up there. I might not necessarily say that it's the best season, but it is my favorite fucking season. Uh, it Watching could very that, well be the best season. It could very for sure. well, for yeah. sure. But I'd have to think about that a bit more. But it could very well be there. But watchability, memorable moments, production value, the fucking cast, the daily challenges, the eliminations. I mean, across the fucking universe okay fresh me too is just so good watching kenny and laurel dismantle this entire uh, huge mob alliance from west is beautiful artwork okay and they didn't even have to go into that many eliminations to do it right they had some scapegoats go in there there was there was so yeah, much gameplay don't, don't that went down. about Jill. Yeah, Jill, Jill and Pete, and Pete were so key. Jill in and Pete season. crushed it. They ended yep. up turning Jen over because they had the momentum going onto their side. That Jen ended up being on their side. Noor, Noor, a fucking iconic player. Noor, I love him so much. Watching him, so sad that he only competed one time. He was so good. I mean, just there was so many amazing parts about Fresh Me Too. It's one of those seasons that's a pleasure to watch. It's so enjoyable. You have Cara going out first. Car going out first with Darrell as her partner with literally the, the biggest legend. She stopped Darrell's winning streak. Yep. Think about that against Jillian and Pete. Now I like, listen, I think Jillian and Pete are amazing, but I mean, that just says a lot about also Car's meltdown abilities in order to lose to Jillian and Pete with Darrell as a fucking partner. I think a lot of people could have won that. I mean, Jill and Pete were great. I'm not going to take anything from them, but I just love the whole season. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I just think it's one of those seasons that you have to watch. If you have not seen, you have to take the time to watch this fucking season. We get such amazing cast members come out of it. The freshman cast that's on there is phenomenal. Uh, the, the returnee cast that's on there is phenomenal. We got Luke and Evelyn, one of my favorite pairings. I hated the way Evelyn treated Luke and mm-hmm. I just love the way Luke didn't give a shit. 
And it was just beautiful to watch. We had Teresa and Ryan, a pair that I also loved, overcame so many obstacles throughout the entire thing, only to lose her before. How tragic, but also how poetic. We had Landon trying to politic for the first time in his whole life, ends up completely screwing him over towards the end. He ends up going into the elimination, carries Carly, arguably one of the shittiest partners to have in a final this this intense and he he wins he wins the whole thing he overcomes the most insane odds you think that laurel and kenny are gonna crush this thing and boom they don't surprises all around every single turn you had sarah and Vinny and that whole storyline and Vinny with mandy's top i mean it was just like it was just great all right it was great this is um are so many incredible things about this season. Also, and- Vinny is so annoying to listen to. If people don't like annoying voices, yeah. <laughs> they, give, they give Josh a lot of shit, but Vinny's was worse. Absolutely. Um, the tone of this season is set from, from episode one because you can just see how political the season's going to be where Kenny and Wes, who it's very clear they're going to run the house, they come to an agreement right away off the bat. They're like, look, neither of us are winning if Darrell's here. So we got to get Darrell out of here so they mm. come up with a temporary agreement to get Darrell into an elimination and hope that he loses which he does Jill and Pete go in dominate um that's such a that will always be the biggest feather in my cap that, that my girl Jill beat Darrell and Cara in an elimination like I that's love it so insane. much like the what greatest. a credential to have um and then that sets the narrative up for the rest of the season because suddenly Kenny finds himself in a situation where he has no numbers. He has Jill and Pete out of necessity because they don't have anyone. And he has, yeah. And he has Sarah and Vinny and Wes strategically. You have a season where it starts out with Wes's big Alliance getting the upper hand. He takes out Sarah who would have been Kenny's biggest ally gone. And then at that point, it all starts to slip. You've and got Sarah's the fight cockiness, between, by the yep. way, that cockiness, the yeah, same cockiness again. that we saw walking into the elimination with John A and Jasmine. Oh my God. It was fucking hilarious. They, they honestly took- were delusional. Evelyn is a truther when it comes to being in the challenge house and, and putting some self-awareness into these contestants. She did it with Wes and, that, and Evan on fucking rivals. And she did it with Sarah and Vinny on this season. That's a great point. That's a great analysis of Evan. You can mm. see, yeah, for Sarah's growth on the show, it really did take her till I would say probably like Battle of the Seasons 2012, once she oh, became yeah. a character who was like more comfortable in her own skin and like more conf- like like just under like understood better how to actually win because the way that she was going about it before, it was it, she had that rough stretch there. Yeah, she um, was just too insecure and and yeah. it came off in a weird ass way. This season, though, is for Landon, what a fucking story. It just shows how dominant this guy was. And it's why you can't really, anyone who says that he's the best of all time, it's hard, you know, it's, it's a really hard it. point to argue because he goes on dual two and dominates the whole season. And just by sheer bad luck or, well, you know, his own mistake, he finds himself in the final elimination. And Brad does. What Brad has always done, the one thing that Brad knows how to do is how to exploit, like how to figure out a way to exploit the rules. So Brad, apparently going into that dual two elimination with Landon, he had thought about it and he had talked to a couple of people. He said, look, I think what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and hit his, his lanyard away. 
I'm, I'm going to try and, you know, and, and so that's, that will always be Brad's biggest strength on the show mm. is trying to figure out those, those little cut arounds. So Landon goes from that disappointment and, and make no mistake about it. If you rewatch the dual two final, which I don't recommend because it's not a good final at all. And it's not, it's not well edited. You guys can skip um, that one. <laughs> uh, it's like all mountain biking. And Landon himself has said, I think he said on Challenge Mania, he's like, I watched that final and I talked to production afterwards. And I was like, you, I can't fucking believe you guys. Like, that's <laughs> all I've been doing is mountain biking. That's how I'm getting it. So without a doubt, it's, it's not even a question. Landon would have won Duel 2 if he made it to the final, but he didn't. So he had to do one more. And he comes back and he does Fresh Meat 2. And he ends up with the last pick, I think. Mm-hmm. And he, and he crushes wins. it and he fucking he crushes wins. it and it's he had, so he, had he wasn't on top like he had a lot of obstacles to overcome in that season a shit ton you know there wasn't i mean politically he wasn't on top right so nope. he had he had to do a lot of work that season and him his and cj's relationship was awesome that season i liked watching them work together two really stand-up guys working together a uh, very confused about politics very naive about you know gameplay it's just funny to watch people like that when they're just they're t- such good humans. They don't. They don't fit in the world of of the political yeah. savviness. Of the yeah, the, the forgotten CJ season. You know, mm. pe- people obviously remember him on Battle of Seasons 2012. This is the forgotten CJ season. Uh, him as a rookie, but he was re- he was a real worlder, so he gets to be one of the vets, even though it was the first challenge that he ever did. Um, and Wait, was, this was the one where um where CJ and Sydney uh like do horrible on the exile. Yes. When they leave, like they take like yeah. hours, hours yeah, they, and hours yeah, and they, hours. They get smoked. They, they can't get past I mean, the puzzle. I mean, it is, yeah. it is smoked, smoked, smoked more than I smoke. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's, <laughs> that's how smoke they got. This um, season has everything. The final also have is Danny so and Sandy. Badass. Now I know oh you're love, one of my favorite moments in all, uh, for sure. In all the challenge seasons ever was Sandy being upset when she got Danny when Sandy was being said oh. that Danny picked her. Oh my God, that was yeah. priceless. Sandy's like, no, why did Danny pick me? Of all the people, I didn't want Danny to pick me. And she said it with so much sass and she was just like, ugh. And I love that moment. I love that moment so much. But yeah, Fresh Me Too, definitely one of my fucking favorites. It's one of the seasons that I've watched the most easily. It's a season that I go to when I'm thinking, what do I want to watch right now? I'll just put on Fresh Me Too, right? That's that's yeah. like how easy of a choice it is for me. And I really can't say that about most of the other seasons. You know, it's the my season top five are watchable. I I wish it was on Pluto TV because it, it, if if I if I caught a glimpse of Fresh Meat Two on Pluto TV, I wouldn't stop. Like I, I would just keep it on. Yeah, it's, they need to put that so on. Good. That's crazy. Yeah. It's such a fucking good season. Highly, highly recommended. Um, there's just also so uh, I I would be remiss not to bring this up. We've talked about that guy uh, Benjamin who's on the challenge groups now who hates Kenny. And oh, yeah, he talks about this. fresh meat too all the time. <laughs> and he's what got, did he say? Little bit. He's got like this truther theory that Kenny didn't actually do anything impressive on this season. He says that Kenny didn't actually have the numbers against him. When you think about it, he actually had the what? numbers in his favor. He's got what this... the fuck is he watching? He's watching fresh meat too on acid. That's what he's And doing. also, nothing that Kenny did was impressive because Laurel was his partner, which is crazy because Laurel was a rookie. Nobody had ever seen her before. Like, th- there's no. There's no law like this. Yeah, helps and I'm Laura sorry, but those it was a lot of strategy that went on into a lot of those daily challenges. You and and a lot of the other people were just idiots. Fucking West takes Mandy on his back. What was that? Was that in Fresh Me Too? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Fr- oh my god! Like one yeah. of the stupidest moves in a daily challenge <laughs> on the, ever. On the road course. 
ever. Oh, he just is like, Mandy, get on my back and I'm just going to hop across these fucking bars. No. I mean, it was a combination of, of Kenny and, and Laurel being incredibly smart and Wes being Kenny's stupid. confessional is so good. Kenny says something like, you know, this is why I say this guy is such an idiot. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, thinks yeah. he actually thinks that something like this will work. And then you just see Wes plummeting into, into the down. water. God, it oh, it's so, so good. It was just so bad. And also that daily, which I love so much, where they team up against each other. It's kind of the uh, the the push me type, you know, where that, the X. And we then they're, they're about that. I yeah, love that daily challenge so fucking much. I love how they teamed up in that daily challenge. One just of the best so ever. Good. Just yeah, so good. It's it's this super physical daily where they're putting all their weight mm. on it. It's 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 a similar uh not in structure, but a similar concept to you know, like the the free agents elimination with Kara and, and Naya, where you're you're battling all your weight against yeah. each other just to get a little bit of leverage. They're doing this on a wheel with two crossed fucking giant Canadian trees. <laughs> and then all, all of a sudden, like you have to use politics and strategy in there too. Like you had to make alliances with people to properly move the thing. And yeah, and they, so and they ended cool. up, they, the other teams ended up giving up. So that way they would have bigger guys on it going up against yep. uh going up against yes other yeah, girls, right? that part of and it. it was like they had used this whole strategy to try and beat Kenny and Laurel and Jill and Pete. And then Kenny and Laurel and Jill and P end up coming out fucking victorious because oh, they were just man. that much better. I hated that moment. Um, no, sorry, I didn't hate that moment, but I loved that moment. Love that redemption moment in that daily challenge because we see another one of Wes's glorious plans fucking fall through. Yeah, that's when like it they, just falls apart. They thought they were the shit that season. And for Evelyn to be such a truther, right? She was not a truther in that daily. I'll give you that. That was a, a big part of her plan. And you know what? They underestimated them nonstop, underestimated Jill nonstop. Just, I mean, they thought nothing of her and the woman pulled it out. The woman pulled it out every single fucking time, you know, and that I love those kind of stories. I love those kind of stories. Wes's yeah. first season was the underdog and this season he was like the mob boss. Right. Yeah. But you know and what? He's, he's great. It, like he's so there's nobody more suited for the role of the guy who, who, who has the numbers and who has the plan and he's cocky about it. And then it blows yeah. up in his face. Wes is so perfect for that role. And I'm pretty sure that episode, that daily, that's when everything comes crumbling down. And I'm pretty sure at that point, that's when Wes and Evelyn are forced to face each other in elimination. I oh believe. yeah. That's because I, Cause, uh, yeah, cause, cause because Ev Pete and because they let Pete and Jillian win. Yep. So that way, because they know that everybody's going to be so terrified to go up against Kenny and Laurel. So they give Pete and Jillian yes. essentially the day off, which was just such a strategic move on their part. Beautiful. And then, oh, yeah. And then Ev takes move. out Wes. Oh my God. It was just, it was just gorgeous. The oh whole shit. Thing I have to bring this up to Benjamin. Next time Benjamin goes God. on his rant, I have to bring this daily up. I, I haven't oh, referenced this once. I have, I literally have the chills right now. I don't know if it's cold in here or if this, if this fresh me too is just that emotionally impactful to Damn, me. I, I gotta go watch this now. It is such a good season. There's so many tosses and turns. Wes in this, and Wes and fresh me too is like the foolish king. In any sort yeah. of Shakespearean type book, right? Where it's just like the king is the absolute idiot. Like the king thinks he's the shit, but he's just the idiot. And it was so amazing to watch. And you know what? I I love Wes. We love Wes. He came on our pod. He's great. I love him as a character across the board. But that season, I just, I just, oh, I bathed in him losing. Mm. I bathed in him slowly dwindling away and and everything just falling apart for him. It was. 
it was gorgeous it and was you've gorgeous. got jen playing like this is this is the evolution like this is Je the game that jen became known for playing she she was pretty much she was aligned with west she was voting mm. with west but she still kind of managed to stay in the middle and she flopped to kenny as soon as she had a chance she gets to the final and then she does what Jen does. She wins no money in the final. She gets <laughs> she gets fourth place and that's it. It's so sad. I love Jen though. You know, Jen this season was just great. Jen and Noor together were great. Jen versus Mandy, that fight was epic. Oh my it, God, where she calls Mandy awesome. a horse face. Yes. Such a and <laughs> that listen, is you know, so savage. I love Mandy. I think she's gorgeous. But yeah, there's some horse features there. I mean, I, I think I have some animalistic features in myself as well. I wouldn't mind hearing that. Jen's uh, doing like the whole Mr. Ed impression. <laughs> Shit. That was she was wild. so good. You know, watching Jen go from Team Wes undercover agent to legitimately Team Kenny, it was great because it, it was also a signifier. It was, it was. A, it was a moment that you could point to that was like that's how screwed Wes was yep. that he literally fucked up so bad that his undercover agent ended up turning on him I mean fantastic just fantastic legendary season I mean Laurel Cara Brandon Teresa um, yo let's get Luke, Noor on the podcast that's how we need to get definitely it's quarantine time I should go message him again all right, all right, you guys, I'm, we've I'm been down. on, we've been on for three fucking hours, Zach. <laughs> this went three hours? <laughs> this went three shit. hours, you guys, three <laughs> hours. I love everybody who is like the, honestly, the the remaining people here right now, you guys are the actual champions. Yeah. Like this is yeah, this, great. This was the perfect time to do it. The so. stragglers. I love the stragglers of this fucking mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. This was such a good episode. We're going to release our list separately uh, as articles. So we'll have Zach's list and my list. People can reference them. Whichever top 10 challenge seasons you want to look into. I know a lot of people are always looking for that uh, in order to see where they should go and, and what they should watch first. And especially for the casuals, Zach, this will help us turn casuals to super fans. I like it. I think that's so, a good point. I'm, you know I'm, I'm really happy what we did here. Uh, love the community that we have built. We've got an interview this Friday with our girl Zahida. Yes, uh, we we've do, got more to come. And, and we are, yeah, we are reaching out to everyone uh that, that we feel would be a good interview on here so so we're, we're doing what we can we got more coming yeah it's gonna be great uh, yeah carlton drop your top 10 if you guys have top 10 lists drop them in here i want to see what they are we can i got can robert compare. to my dms he, he sent his to me robert drop yours on here i want to see everybody's final list as well uh you know this was a great episode we've wanted to do this for a long time we've got so much content coming for you guys as well we will definitely be having multiple Saniac episodes a week. So this Thursday, we got our recap. Friday, we have an interview. And Sunday, we have an interview. We'll announce the guest when it gets closer. Also, our new website is launching soon. It's uh, slightly less pretty, in my opinion, but it's far more functional. It still looks great. And it will be a lot more geared towards uh, news and getting articles out and things like that. And also, it will be uh, more uh, set up for bloggers to join. So if you guys are a challenge blogger and you want more visibility and things like that, reach out to me. We're going to be having a blogger section on the site soon where you can just log on and publish your own pieces directly from there. So it'll be great for you guys to have as uh, a sort of platform to be able to get your challenge tidbits out and things like that. Definitely keep that going. Uh, we will have, of course, all of our usual content coming out this week and our latest merch designs. We have the Looking Your Best Trying Your Least uh, piece out already. It's great. You guys should check that out. And then we have a few more pieces coming out later this week. So those are also going to be fun. You guys can look at those. And yeah, this was honestly phenomenal. I'm so excited 
for the audio to get up tonight because that's how reliable mm. I've been. I know, I know. I'm so proud of myself. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. And I agree yeah. with what Carlito said. This 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 has been cathartic, uh, really talking about the things that we love about the show. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, we finally don't have to recap an episode. We can literally just talk challenge yeah. and just talk yep. old episodes. I'm loving all the lists coming through, you guys. These lists are, are great. Good. These are some good ass top tens. These are some good top tens. Yeah. I agree with I, a lot I of like these. What I, I like what I, I'm seeing here. There's a huge ass argument for all, a lot of the seasons to be in top tens, apart from maybe the last five. Um, but yeah. but everything else has been uh, really great. Uh, so we'll get some more content out for you guys. We love you all. We'll see you on Thursday for the recap. Woo! Zach, right, say goodbye. Thank you for joining us. All right, guys.